Today we have a very special guest, a stand-up legend, actor, writer, played at Boston College, tight end, folks. <laughs> Massachusetts native. My name is Gary Goldman. Gary Goldman. Gary Goldman. Ladies and gentlemen, Gary Goldman. Gary Goldman in studio. We're looking at the Squish the Fish game, the 1985 AFC Championship between New England Patriots and Miami Dolphins. The AFC Championship. Whoever would have believed in the early part of the season that the Patriots would be here? There's no way we're going to beat Miami. We were happy to make the playoffs. We had not won a game in Miami in 18 years. That's my entire lifetime. There was a feeling of momentum and destiny, but I'm getting the chills. I'm getting the chills that you remember that. It was the Super Bowl for Games with Names is a production of iHeartRadio. Welcome to Games with Names presented by WinBet. And on today's episode, we are talking the 1985 AFC Championship between the New England Patriots and those Miami Dolphins with Gary Goldman. Good episode. Patriots before Tom Brady talk. The reason New Englanders are so funny. Not just the eyes. Not just the eyes. Other reasons. It's because they're miserable. They're happily miserable, Kyler. There they are is. happily miserable just like I am. I am one of you, New England. You are one of me. We are together in harmony. And that's what we like to call the transition to the next segment of what we're talking about in this episode. The transition of Gary Goldman from football to comedy. Guy played at BC. Flawless transition. BC. Go Eagles. Doug Flutie, BC. A lot of awesome BC talk. And then we wrap it up with taking in some of the phone lines and finally narrowing it down to naming the studio. We'll come to a consensus. A consensus may be met. Is it met or are we doing a poll? We got we got a little bit of everything. Grab All right, right let's bag. see, man. It's a fun episode. Hell yeah, let's get into it. Make sure... You check out Games With Names on YouTube, Instagram, X, Snapchat, and TikTok, at Games With Names. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcasts. Comment a game you want us to do. And remember, rate and review. Call in at 424-291-2290. 424-291-2290. Nine zero. Leave a message for some great game wrecks. Tell us some of your old war stories, some iconic games, some bar stories, or whatever. Just call in. We've get we've been getting a lot of great calls from on this line. Our fans are wild. Our fans are awesome. We love them. Okay. My mom used to say when I would come home and the kid would call me weird. I say, Mom, I'm weird, and she'd say, We all have a little of our own weird. Angie's so wise. So wise. Games with Names is brought to you by WinBet. WinBet brings the excitement of Win Las Vegas and Encore Boston Harbor to your phone. Join WinBet today and bet with the official online gaming product from Win Resorts. Let's go. January 12th, 1986. Miami Orange Bowl Stadium, Miami, Florida. Don Shula and Dan Marino are a game away from heading back to the Super Bowl. But the scrappy road warriors from New England 
had other plans. This, this is, is the, the Squish, Squish the Fish Game. <laughs> Welcome to Games and Names presented by WinBet. Today we have a very special guest, Gary Goldman in studio, a stand-up legend, actor, writer, avid hooper, played at Boston College, tight end, folks, tight end, <laughs> folks. Massachusetts native and uh, born on third base is on Max right now. His memoir, Misfits, Growing Up Awkward in the 80s, is out also. Check it out. Welcome to Games and Names, Gary. Thanks for having me. I'm, I'm honored. I've I've been a fan of yours for for a long time. I've been I've been. We were talking about this earlier. In awe of your transition from Kent State University quarterback yeah. to a, a, a renowned receiver and a legendary man. Because I'm I'm a Peabody, Massachusetts Peabody. guy. So and a, and a huge Patriots fan from and I can't wait to get into this from the time I was six or seven years old. And the embarrassment of riches that you and your teammates brought to us uh, that New England fans, as you know, will never appreciate because they're so spoiled. But um, we grew up with with just we were happy to make the playoffs and it wasn't considered a failure if we didn't blow out the opposing team in the in the Super Bowl. Yeah. Now, it, you know, we, we, we had an unbelievable run. Yes. But with what you just said there, you you, you started out as a fan at six years old. <laughs> right. And. and I came to Boston in 2009. Patriots had three Super Bowls on their yeah, belt. Yeah. Celtics just won a, a yeah. championship. The Bruins were fighting. The Red Sox just did the whole crazy <laughs> yes. kitten caboodle thing yes. in 2003. So the yeah. city was vibrant with sport. Yeah. It was like sports. It, there's no fall, winter, spring. It's baseball season, yep. football season, hockey season, or baseball season. Now in those tiers, when I got there, we were kind of, you know, we were flirting with the top of yes. the city. Yes. Just because we were all so good and we had Tom Brady. Yes. In whatever year that was when you were six years old. Where did the Patriots rank in that era? I think they, it was... They, they, they had to have been four because it was a big Sox town, big Celtics town, and then the cult following of the Bruins is always the Bruins. You they know? were they were four, but because they were the only thing on on Sunday, if they sold out, that's what I don't know if you ever knew about this. But if the Patriots didn't sell out, they would black out the game yeah. on television to sell tickets. That's where the NFL was at the time. So we would root because we couldn't afford to go to Foxborough and pay the parking yeah. and, and and go to the game. So we would pray that the people with money would go to the games so that we could watch it instead of listening to it on the. We would listen to it on the radio, yeah, which is not the same. And and so in 1976, I think it, it was whenever I started watching football, all anybody wanted to talk about was how the year before we almost beat the Raiders, but we got we got robbed and Stabler had gotten away with something. So that's what I grew up in. And that, that we had what you have to understand about Boston fans is that for most of our lives, other than the Celtics, we were living this thing where we were going to be heartbroken. It was just a matter of how it was almost. It was very similar to growing up Jewish yeah. in that our history yeah. was that something horrible was going to happen. Just not sure when and what, what it'll be. The Jewish worries, was, folks. Yeah, and that was the, yeah, that was the thing with the Red Sox and the, and the Patriots, that they would break your heart and you were, you were taught at a very early age, don't go all in because they, it's, it's Charlie Brown trying to kick the football. And then pull that thing. by the time you got there, everybody was so used to winning that it, it became, I don't know, I hope you didn't listen to talk radio, but the most miserable Monday morning people, even if the Patriots would win, they didn't win by enough, 
and and they uh, they had weaknesses that they were going to talk about for hours on Monday. Man, and and so I I at least over the years have been so grateful for what the teams have brought me. But I think a lot of the newcomers got spoiled. Oh, I mean it's a it's 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 a different beast now. In that, yeah. I mean that's Title Town. Yes, and, and that's been built over thirty years, and you've been a part of that town before it was Title Town. Yeah, I mean, you still had the Celtics that had the eight championships. And yeah, they were and we had things. Doug Flutie at, at Boston College who Flutie? captured the hearts at about the time we're going to talk about today about the Miami Patriots game. But we we rallied around that Boston College football team because they were they were winning in a way that the Red Sox and the and the the Patriots hadn't hadn't done. They went out and won a national championship that year, right? They, on the, no, the they, miracle. They won the Cotton Bowl. The Cotton Bowl. They won the Cotton Bowl and there's a miracle Miami. The, yeah, miracle, miracle Miami. Miami. And and then so they were ranked third in the in the country, which was the one of the highest rankings in my lifetime. I think when they had um, Matty Ice, I think they were ranked third at one point. Second. That, second. I was okay. at that game. Oh, they played wow. Virginia Tech. Oh, really? Yeah, when Matt Ryan lost his Heisman. So. Oh. By the way, that's Kyler. He's no, part, I know. part of our show. <laughs> I <know. And laughs> Kyler. And, and his prominent beard yeah, earlier today. Would, yeah. Whenever Virginia Tech talk comes up, I have to chime in, so continue. Sorry. No, I get it. I get it. I understand. And so, yeah, that that was that was my history with the sports, and and yeah. So let's, let's get into it. Let's, today... We're looking at the Squish the Fish game, the 1985 <laughs> AFC championship between the New England Patriots and the 70s Miami Dolphins. Dan Marino, Miami Dolphins. <laughs> I know. I know. Team that only beat the 85 Bears. Yeah. That year. Yeah. Miami Dolphins. Yeah. So why did we pick this game, Gary? Well, I think I live in the past to a great extent, and and uh, if you see my book, you'll you'll be confused, but also sort of uh, uh, amazed by my memory of my childhood, like going back to my first day of kindergarten. I can remember the different lunch boxes that were used, and the the kids and things that were said. So, the games as big as the '85, and and I think it took place in January of 1986. I think it was the '85-'86 season. So. The Patriots had had been promising every year. They had they they had good players, and that and that's the thing that I think a lot of people miss out on. If you if you have a winning team, is that you're in love with the team. But when you have a losing team over the years, you fall in love with certain players, and you and it's it's a very it's a very nice community, and and I think the the players appreciate that. They're they're expected to do their best. And that they're there for a long time, and you love them. And so we were we were in love with guys who had been on that team. There was one guy, Julius Adams, who had been on the team. It felt like my entire life. And and then Anthony Collins and and Andre Tippett, Tippett who, yes, convert, yes. I, I he, wish he had gone all the. Too, I know. Way. I wish he had gone all the way into the Hasidism because I think that would be a great look on on him. He is a black belt, and we man, did we love Tippett because if you don't have a whole team of superstars, you cling to these superstars like Andre Tippett, who just was doing what he did on that team. And Steve Nelson was a very special yeah. player who had been there his entire career. So we just we just loved these guys. Man, and it was Grogan and Levy, or who's the other quarterback? Eason, Eason, Eason was the quarterback in this game, and 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 I think he had been a a Heisman like finalist at, at I, I think at Illinois, but he he was a, a wonderful player and very charismatic. And Grogan had been with us his entire 
career and we we adored him and he was very talented but they could just never get over the hump and they had bad breaks and so when they were making this run they beat the raiders which was like this redemption because the raiders had broken our hearts and we hated the we hated the raiders like we hated the yankees and the raiders the raiders were a good football they team they were that amazing was the, that was john madden raiders yes they were they were amazing and and it it might have been a team with like uh Alzado and Matuzak, maybe. I'm, I'm not sure who the Raiders' personnel was that year, but I do remember that the the um, the Miami Dolphins were were a rival, sort of like the Yankees, but also the Raiders were. Everybody was the Yankees to us, yeah. because we we were constantly being upset by these teams, and we had not won a game in Miami in 18 years. That's that's my entire lifetime. I had never seen them beat Miami in in. Because I was 15 when this when this whole thing happened, and the other thing, and I don't know if you felt this way because you were playing and probably distracted by other things, but it was like an extra holiday if the Patriots were were competitive back then. Like everybody in the community would get so excited, and there were parties, and so it was like a it was like a, another Christmas that year, especially. And the, here's the other thing: we were kind of we were kind of like, all right, our Super Bowl was beating the Raiders. There's no way we're going to beat Miami. And then, my word. And the, and the only thing with the squish the fish is that there are uh, New Englanders who are still confused by the, the dolphin not being a, a fish. That yeah, it's a actually, mammal, technically. It's, a technically, it's technically, a, technically a, a mammal. And I, I, I think we could have a, a very interesting argument with a lot of uh, older New Englanders as to whether the squish the fish was was an accurate portrayals of the of the dolphins taxonomy i mean you tell me a, a charlie from somerville <laughs> charlie in the car let's you go to charlie, in the, charlie car. in the car in somerville <laughs> knows that a dolphin's a, not a fish like nah a fish does is it, a dolphin does it swim in the ocean it, it's a fish it's a fish it's a fish does it go good with rice and soy sauce it's a fish kid Let's uh don't we, get to smarten up. So we have a segment. We'll get back into the game. Okay. But we have a segment. We go back into time. Ooh, January twelfth. I'm very good at this. Nineteen eighty six, of course, because yeah. it's the eighty five season, but it's the playoffs, so that means it's in January. And the number one movie was out of Africa. Did you ever see this? Never movie? never saw it because it seemed too smart for me at the time. Yeah. I was like, this is an Otsi Fotsi movie. Yeah. And it's probably playing it's in Lexington. No. It's probably playing in uh, Richie Rich Lexington. I don't know that one. I don't know where that is. <laughs> Lexington is is a very uh, affluent community, and in the movie <laughs> The Fighter. They go to a movie in Lexington because he doesn't want anybody from Lowell to see him. Okay. And his girlfriend says, uh, why are we going to Richie Rich Lexington to see a movie? And it was they were seeing La Belle Epoque, which was a French subtitled movie. Anyhow, I'm giving too much information. Out of Africa, I never saw because at 15, I only saw movies that had like Ferris Bueller or Michael J. Fox in them at well, that age. I think right? Rocky IV comes out oh, in a couple months. And the that's greatest. Like, you know, it, the greatest. You know, I know it's not the... Itsy Fatsy, yeah. Rocky. <laughs> yeah, but, but like I, so, I was a kid. It's so watchable. Yeah. eighties. It's so watchable. But but here's the thing. I think we're coming up on like the well, maybe it'll be fifty years in twenty twenty six of the the most watched title fight of all time: Creed versus Balboa. Yeah. One. Yeah. yeah. I mean that that was a great movie. Nobody gave Balboa a chance ever, and he took him. He took him fifteen rounds. He was a, a mob enforcer. <laughs> 
I mean, he was, a, was, he was beat the champ. He's a leg breaker for a second-rate loan shark. Rock, we gotta get some <laughs> speed. Speed is what we need, Rock. What's your favorite Rocky movie? Rocky One. Rocky One. Yeah, I think. I mean, I've definitely seen it over a, a hundred times, and I just, I think every performance and every line in it is so good. Yeah, yeah. I like that. I, I. But Rocky, I mean, they're all so watchable. Rocky Five was the worst one, but I still yeah, it's love the it. worst. I loved it, was, it too. I loved yeah, it. the Tony um, uh, Morrison, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. I was also younger. You know, like when you're a kid. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You're so not. Like, you're not, not thinking about plot holes. Yeah. yeah. So I, I, I remember first seeing Rocky Four. It was like America versus Russia, underdog. Like I literally, that's literally inspired my my playoff beard. Wow. Was when Rocky went yeah, to yeah, Russia yeah. and he didn't want any distraction. <laughs> and he just had the <laughs> Russian just, in the mirror. He just wanted to drag large. And that's all he wanted. of wood. Yeah. yeah so that was kind of like where I I, I started oh, growing I love my that. beard. That from. is awesome, man. And and. I was it, was there a through. movie that you would watch repeatedly during a season to psych yourself up or a song or anything like yes, that? Yes, there was in college. Oh, okay. In college, I'd watch Rudy. Wow. Yeah. And but, it, but here's my issue with Rudy. I always felt so sorry for the walk-ons that I was like, why are you getting your... We're, at least we're Vince on Vaughn, scholarship. The Vince Vaughn character yeah, is yeah, like, yeah. you know, my dad yeah. made me come here. Yeah. At least we're getting a scholarship. You're doing this out of love of this yeah. game that is kicking your ass every day. Those people I mean, I admire, it. yeah, I admire it, but I, I, I often felt sorry for them. Yeah. I, it was, for me, it, I just, I would get so fired. I don't know why I, no, it's I would a great get very movie. Fired. I love the soundtrack. Yes, it, no, like, it's awesome, and I love my... I love Favreau in it. Yes, yeah, it's yeah, so the, good. The tutor, yeah. Uh, and then I, I, you know, the the grind part of him. No, you totally. Know, trying out for the team. I don't know why. It's, I no, used to it's watch incredibly. That thing. It's incredibly inspiring. I, 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 I love g- that I get movie. it. I and get it completely. It comes out that the guy didn't wasn't anything like that. Like <laughs> I talked to Montana. Over at a, a party really? once, I was like, "Yo, oh my I love gosh. this Rudy movie." He's like, "Yo, Rudy, Rocky, oh, that's a slap dick." I'm like, "Oh, oh, shit. that's ah, that's hilarious!" <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah, I've never heard a good story about the actual Rudy. No, only I yeah, that either. yeah, it was but, a great movie, Hollywood. Great movie, oh, <laughs> Hollywood, Disney, right? Yeah, yeah. The number one song was "That's What Friends Are For." Yeah, that was a very that was a very lovely by Dion and Friends. Yeah. One of her friends was Elton John. Elton John. John Warwick, Elton John. Uh, Stevie Wonder. Stevie Wonder. Stevie Wonder. Yeah. I mean, that, was a, that was kind of a... It was kind of like the We Are the World, yes. but I think for, for the HIV AIDS, I think maybe. Was this yeah, for AIDS? But it was, uh, no, I the think, We Are the World's for AIDS. No, no, no. That was for, for uh, famine in, in uh, Africa in 1984. And then this, I think, raised awareness and, and money for HIV AIDS research. That's good. Yeah. You know, that, and that's... I see that that shows our you know you're a generation before me. I'm an old man. Not an old That's man. That's a very nice way to say I'm an old man. No. But that like for me No, it is a generation before you. What would you. be the thing like ours would be like a TikTok trend or or 911, right? Well, yeah, 911, well, that that would be like our JF like my yeah, JFK, that's your JFK like assassination whereas mine was John Lennon's John Lennon. assassination. Yes. Yeah. Or the yeah. like the challenge I don't remember the challenge I kind of remember I was the in, challenger. I was in ninth grade, I think. Yeah, yeah, that was tough. And that was heartbreaking. You, you don't remember yeah. the Challenger. The Challenger happened before you were born. Oh, what's the what's the other one that had the teachers? That was Challenger. Yeah, you're that thinking was Columbia. Columbia, I think. Columbia. Yeah. Wasn't there another one? I don't. I think in I don't, mid-90s. I've lost track of my shuttles. 
This is by this is this is there's one close by. This is by far our darkest. Let's go back segment. Yeah, Chernobyl meltdown. My word. Well, they knew they were bringing on a depressive, so they wanted to <laughs> <laughs> cover this, some dark times in the in the eighties. You know, Karate Kid also came out during this. This is great. This time. <laughs> wax on, wax off. Edelman was born May twenty second, eighty six. You're a Taurus, like my dad, Phil Goldman. Gemini. I'm Gemini. Oh, you're on the cusp. Oh, uh, Gemini, but Gemini, two-sided guy. You're a two-sided, but but here the here's the thing. The side I'm getting today is in an incredibly humble, down-to-earth young man. You were raised well and had good coaches. Is that is that I, where you're gonna rely I, on? My or? father, my mother. Yeah, you're a kind a person. Tight ship. He's yeah. on the right level of microdosing right now. Oh really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. He hit it today. Yeah, he's got it today. Tyler. <laughs> well, Amazing. Oprah started too. Oh wow. I yeah. Okay. I re I remember that. I used to love. You're getting a car. You're getting a car. Oh I my mean, gosh! It was it was, a, it was incredible. She was in the sports world. 1985-86, Oklahoma beats Joey Paz, Penn State in the Orange Bowl for the national title. Are you a college football guy? Yes. And so clearly, Boston College is your yeah, squad. I yeah, I love Boston College, but I also remember watching that game. And and every year, New Year's Day was a really special yeah. time to watch great to watch great college football. And the, the the thing is, is that I don't follow the Heisman like I used to, but I can remember Bo Jackson winning the winning the Heisman, and then I think I, I want to say Barry Sanders won it a year Oklahoma or two State. later or something like that yeah. at, at Oklahoma State. But um, have yeah. you seen that doc on him? It's so good, right? Yeah, his dad, their best running back of all time, <laughs> Jim Brown, me, and then you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's so funny. I just love I love Barry. I, I could watch highlights of him. It's like he was our Gail Sayers, right? One hundred. I mean, yeah. every kid, and just to see talk about humble and, yeah. and a man that like yeah. took it to a whole nother yeah. level. I don't even want to be on the field for that two thousand yarder because I don't want the record. Right. And and like I was That's saying, fans in Detroit. I mean, they they they've raised him to the level of a of a deity. I mean, they love him so much because that he was all they had for so long. Yeah. And he and he didn't switch teams. I mean, he's really a commendable guy. He he really is. I mean, and you can see his relationship with his sons from that doc. He's just he's a good man. His dad was a, it was a nut, but he was doing something right. Yeah, you know, <laughs> you, you know, you, you look at yeah. that. Yeah, Marcus Allen was the NFL MVP. Was that that was Raiders Allen, right? Yeah, Raiders Allen. Yeah, high knees. Yeah, yeah. he was a stud. I remember yeah. him a lot on the Chiefs. And a Heisman. He and played a Heisman for a long winner. Time. Yeah, he played for a long time. He's a Heisman yeah. winner too. Yeah, he was. What's, yeah, what's at USC. USC. Yeah, they have the most, right? Was six or nine? We just had Leinard on. He he was dropping. Oh that right, Leinard. Leinard. Yeah. the lefty. Yeah, with Reggie Bush. Oklahoma's got seven. They Oklahoma. Got yeah. Wow. The Kyler. Yeah. And Ohio State. This and Ohio State. And Notre Dame. And Notre. All and right. USC. All right, and USC. Yeah. All so they all have a lot. They're all very good. The Celtics lose 4-2 to the Lakers in the 84 finals. You remember this? this I do I do remember that because we won the first game um by 34 points, I think. So it was they were already burying the Lakers and the, and they were going to have to break up the team and then the the Lakers won in six games, which it was very depressing, but the Celtics came back so strong in 86 and 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 put on the floor one of the greatest teams of all time and I put them against up there with the with the last dance bulls and some of the warriors teams i mean they were but the lakers were incredible back then and then the other thing that was very sad was was that Len, the bias the len bias thing so yeah. we won the nba championship but then we had the draft took him second behind brad doherty 
uh, from UNC, and he played at Maryland. And I remember thinking, this guy is just as good as I'm. An, and, I, and I'm not a person who exaggerates or hyperbole. I was like, this guy is as strong athletically as, as Michael Jordan. Will he have the drive? Who knows? But then we, we found out. I remember my friend Mike Murphy called me up. He said, Gar Gary, did you hear that Len Bias died? And I said, that's not funny. How is, it, how is that a funny joke? Yeah. And, and so I think, now that I think about it, that's probably my JFK moment is finding out that Len Bias died from CNN, which was like this brand new news network at, yeah. the, at the time. And then, yeah, and then the fall. So the, so the Patriots losing the Super Bowl. And then the fall, the Red Sox lost to the Mets and Bill Buckner's error that was just like um, I was literally uh, crying like who cries over a ball game but I cried that the Red Sox lost it 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 felt like like a death well I, I cried when the goddamn rally monkey came and beat my Giants <laughs> really yeah oh man we were up like three to that, two right the angry two got the angels right came. yeah oh my gosh oh I get it yeah fandom, I mean that's yeah it, that's crazy how fandom really and community. Oh yeah, you know the, the supports are sports. I mean, it was much more pre prevalent in our days. Sure. I mean, it's changed just yeah. because yeah. of information and right. People have a lot of different, you know, interests these days. Sometimes they're rooting. and you could have different interests these days. It yeah. used to be just sports. No, but sometimes they're rooting for things such as uh, the gambling outcomes, but also how their fantasy team fantasy. is doing. Which, which I, I. I played one year and the guys were so cutthroat that I I vowed never to do it again. Yeah, you know I I, I play with Kyler. We have a we have a Coast Productions oh fun team and how you doing, Jules? I'm uh, middle of the pack. I'm six and six right now. I need to do a couple of trades, but I I mean I'll go on and and just put in content. I'll go on thinking I'm doing something smart, watching on a guy that you know might have a oh yeah, a good yeah, game yeah. coming up yeah. Like thirty guys got them waved already. They uh, must have been on. Like these guys are putting serious hours into this thing. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That serious. was the thing that they were putting in way more hours. Than, I got a yeah. kid. Yeah, I got to go to the fucking yes. grocery store. I have I a go life. To school. I have a life. God damn it. Yeah. I mean, Kyler, you giggle. You picking up all those good little running backs. <laughs> Should I pull up the, the standings? No, we'll, we'll <laughs> leave it there. Leave it there. The basketball playoffs are here. Game time makes getting playoff tickets fast and easy. Prices on Game Time app actually go down the closer it gets to tip off. Playoff seats for a hundred bucks. I'll take that all day. The last minute ticket availability. Save up to 60% off buying last minute for sports, concerts, comedy, theater, etc. How easy is it to find all the big events coming up in my area? Knowing exactly what the view from my seat will look like. And event cancellation protection. Game time has the most flexible customer service policy in the ticket game. Take the guesswork out of buying professional basketball tickets with game time. Download the game time app, create an account, and use the code Julian for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code J-U-L-I-A-N for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed. Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford, and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty. When Dr. Sabah and I decided to do a skincare line together, he said to me, we are going to give women meaningful beauty. And I said, that's exactly right. We want to give women meaningful beauty, which means each and every product is meaningful. It has a, a reason to exist. It's efficacious. You're going to get results. And then you just go out and live your life. Meaningful beauty. 
Confidence is beautiful. Learn more at MeaningfulBeauty.com. Hey, everyone. It's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. Well, let's set to the stage for the Miami Dolphins. Okay, so the 1985 Miami Dolphins, uh, led by Hall of Famers Don Shula, Dan Marino. Went to the Super Dwight. Bowl year before, right? Yep, again, and lost to the 49ers. Uh, and then also Hall of Famer Dwight Stevenson Center. Get some uh, O-line love. Uh, they were coming off a season Super Bowl, right? They lost the 49ers. Uh, that was the year Dan Marino threw for 48 touchdowns. Um, so they were feeling themselves. Dan Marino held out in training camp this year. Wanted more money. And so the Dolphins kind of had a bit of a slow start. Um, and then... They kind of picked it up late in the season. They they were out, they uh, had seven straight wins, including a uh, all time matchup against the eventual Super Bowl champions, the '85 Bears, on a Monday night game, which at the time was considered one of the greatest and most watched Monday night football games of all time. Surpassed by that uh, Rams Chiefs ones a couple years ago. <laughs> yeah. Remember it was like 90, oh, yeah. 20, yeah. Or 90 to ninety nine. Wow, it was fifty two fifty. I think. Yes, that was some game. That was a crazy game. Yeah. We played yeah. them on Sunday Night Football like a couple weeks later, I think, or some primetime game. We It was 40 to 43. It was, yeah. No, they put up. I mean, but the Miami Dolphins at that time were, were a modern offense, like what we see 100%. now, throwing so much. And, and, and whereas the Patriots were grinding it out. And, yeah. and that, yeah, that was the matchup in, the, in, the, in that playoff game. This yeah. was like the era. But Mock, Mock Dupa and Mock Clayton. Would just they would make circus catches and and another game game that I remember from my childhood. I wonder if you've ever seen highlights of this. Was the Chargers versus the Dolphins? It was. Is that Fouts? Yes, Dan Fouts versus Dan Marino, and it was either overtime or a last second play, and it was it was considered one of the one of the great games of all time. Like the final score was in the forties, but maybe a, a either a touchdown or a field goal separating it. Yeah. And it's, it was just. It was really inspiring. These guys, I remember Kellen Winslow being carried off the field with two guys. Like, remember that yeah, old thing I've where they, there was no clip. stretcher. You would just have your teammates kind of. You would put your arms around them, and and they would kind of hobble you off yeah, the field. Yeah, and it was, the guys had jobs in the offseason too. <laughs> it, it was like, yeah, it was like the Civil War where they would just put a splint and you would bite down on a stick while they while they chopped off your foot. Well, they'd obviously give you a shot of you know. Graham's old cough medicine. <laughs> that was your your number. Yes. Yes, totally. They would get you drunk first, yeah. and then yeah, and then amputate. And then they would throw in some dirty ass alcohol into right. the wound. Like, yeah, oh, you'll be good. Yes, yes. And then you would go back and out there you, yeah. missing tape miss, it up, missing a foot and an elbow. So that game was called the Epic in Miami. Okay. Chargers won forty-one to thirty-eight. All right. Took place January second, nineteen eighty-two, in the Orange Bowl, which our game is in. Also, Amazing. fun fact: Dwight Stevenson was also on that team too. Wow. wow. Thank you, Kyla. You're a great producer. You Thank really you. Is. This is you're missing Jack. You're missing He's Jack. Me. Oh, really? Yeah. I'm right. filling in. Okay. He's filling in. Well, we got oh. like a four, a three. Everyone's very nice. Yeah, here. that's very nice that Kyla gave a shout out to Jack. Yeah. Well, what's what's your thoughts on the city of Miami? Um, it's it's uh, it's not my speed. Yeah. I'm a I'm a I'm a stay at home guy, and so I don't really like to stay out late in the 
party scene, but I, I, I recognize that I recognize the draw in terms of the, the, uh, quality of the personnel in the, in the clubs and, yeah. and the, and the bars and, and, um, quality. Yeah, yeah, there's some high quality there. And I, I understand that it's a, a very lucrative place to live for a professional athlete because that you don't have to pay the, the state taxes. But I, I really, I, I like the northeastern cities to live in. Although I lived in Los Angeles for six years and I loved it. Yeah, really, really good people. They they say everybody's eh, they say everybody's phony, but if you find your, your group, group, you're finding some of the best of That's wherever true. they came from. So it, yeah, I believe that. I, yes, but I I love that. That's what people always ask me: the difference between like East Coast and L.A. West Coast. I'm from the Bay Area, so it's completely different up there. But it's it's. Yeah, people on the East Coast are, are meaner. Yeah. But you know what you're getting. Right. Yeah. So then exactly. it's cutting they're, out a lot of bullshit. Yeah. They're you very, know, there's no agenda. Yeah. They're, they're, yeah. No one wants to say hi because it's fucking th three degrees outside. <laughs> you got to shovel your goddamn car. They're more real. But you know what I'm getting off of you? And I and I only spent a, a small amount of time with him, but he was very similar to you. And he's a, a Bay guy. I shouldn't say he's a Bay guy, he's a California lifelong person lived in LA but Bill Walton from the UCLA yeah. and, and I guess grew up in San Diego but then then Bill um, Walton and and he just I mean has lived one of the all-time legendary lives in terms of of his the the time of his existence and the people he intersected with and he's just like I remember telling him what an inspiration he was and he was like I had great coaches and great family and, and it sounds like you you always come off so humble but yeah. you've lived one of the one of the great lives so well i mean it, it's really nice it's refreshing i appreciate that but i'm just telling you you know that's i believe that yeah you know, no one gets to anywhere by themselves right you know there's always a support system of, of something or, yeah. or a group or a friend a mentor yeah coach but it's nice for people to hear that yeah yeah i appreciate that no i mean it, it. it's amazing you brought up bill walton because i just mentioned jack who normally does this uh -huh. he sets up these rundowns and he had Bill Walton in the sports and oh really? Because Bill Walton signed with the Celtics. Yeah, this yeah, year. yeah, yeah. And I yeah. was like, I'm gonna cut it. I don't know shit about Bill Walton. We won't even talk about <laughs> I it. I love no watching Bill Walton at like when I was in, at Grateful on the East Dead Coast. concerts and shit. Yeah, yeah he's always yeah. talking about Grateful Dead. You, yeah. So you're you're in Boston, so you're getting a Pac-10 game at like 10 o'clock. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you got Bill yeah. Walton talking about LSD and yes. stuff about yes. you know the Pac-12. Yes, yes. Like, it's more than color commentary. It's no, colorful. Yeah. I honestly watched just for Bill yeah, Walton's me commentary. Too. Me too. It's kind of like the the show on TNT with Shaq. Yes, Charles. Yes. I don't even watch basketball. No, I know. I watch the halftime it's, show. It's this weird sitcom. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, I love They're it. Funny. Charles Barkley is is the funniest athlete I have I have ever seen. He's a great dude too. Oh really? He's a really. Oh, that's good so guy. nice to hear. He, he, that's really great to he's hear. He's real. I've heard that. I've you heard know, he's, he's very. A real guy he's very and generous and and, and down to earth. Yeah, he's, and so funny. My word. He doesn't mean to be always funny though. Oh really? No, not always. Oh, I I just love him. <laughs> what about these Pats? Okay, so the 1985 Patriots. Their kind of identity. There was a tough team. Uh, they were coached by Raymond Berry. Uh, which a fun fact about him is he was one of John Unitas's favorite receivers. Yeah, back he in was his a Baltimore Colt legend and was a teammate with Don Shula for two years in Baltimore. Oh as well. wow, I didn't. That makes sense. So this is a great defense led by Hall of Fame and notable Jew Andre Tippett, as we mentioned. <laughs> <laughs> they gave up only eighteen point one points per game and had twenty three interceptions. Uh, they were both a top ten defense and a both top ten offense as well. 
There was a bit of a co- quarterback controversy we talked about with Steve Grogan and Tony Eason. Um, yeah, Grogan, you can see that they're a tough football team when your starting quarterbacks got under 60% completion percentage and 11 touchdowns and 17 yeah. interceptions. Yeah. I mean, but look at Craig James was was out Stanley of SMU. Morgan. Yeah. And and he was a, he was an excellent Express, ball carrier. Right? Yeah, and then he became um a commentator for the college football on on ESPN yeah. for a long time and he was really yeah, really good. And Stanley Morgan, oh my gosh, he was a, He was yeah, he's a Hall of Famer, right? Yeah, you would have loved him. He yeah. he was He's really, got all the records. Yeah, and for, and for a team that didn't throw very much. Yeah. But if they threw, they were they were throwing to him. We we had some really nice we Sadly, we we lost a, the, a tight end named Russ Francis from that era, who played for the Niners as well. But he yeah. was he was a, a man, a wonderful tight end. Back when they used to block a lot. Yeah, yeah. You know, I do Fox with with Rob with Gronk, and we'll sit and talk. And I always pick his brain whenever because we'll watch all the games together, and I have all the TVs. Yeah, sitting there, you got Howie Long. Yeah, yeah, Bradshaw, yeah, yeah, yeah. Gronk. Yeah, I'm sitting there, and I'm like, Yo, Gronk, what do you think about this kid? He's he's more of a H back. <laughs> I go, Gronk. What do you think about this guy? Ah, he's more of an H back. <laughs> he he really thinks that the true tight end position. There's only like two to five, two to three that are a traditional tight end that can sit up on the end of the line of scrimmage and block, yeah. block a nine technique. Right. Wow. You know what I mean? There's not Man. many guys that do that. Yeah. You got a lot of these guys. It's become a pass catching yes. position. Oh yeah, it's an extra wide receiver. Problem. Yeah. You know what I mean? You yeah. get big. Totally. receivers and then you're playing yeah. the personnel group game yeah and now they don't have to block the ends anymore they can get up on you know a smaller yeah. backer oh yeah the games yeah, yeah, completely yeah. change yeah yeah it's so much faster it, it is i can't get over it sometimes gary how was how was your blocking when you played at bc awful my blocking was my blocking was awful my technique was was awful i i relied on being able to jump very high and i had good hands but my my blocking i could never do it they used to call it a reach block. Yeah. And that and them. that yeah, and that's a really that's a really hard block. And also when I was in high school, they didn't want you to use your hands. They wanted you to block with your shoulder so that yes, you so used to that, do the, wings. the flippers, yeah, so you wouldn't get called for a holding, holding. call. And then when I got to college, the, you were allowed to use your hands and get in there and it was a, it was a very difficult adjustment. And then the other thing going from a high school to college was that you you had to in high school, they just threw the ball high, you caught it. In college, it was like, well, if the if you have a rolled up corner, then you have to make this decision. This decision, and I was like, a rolled up what now? Yeah. I it, it I was it was really hard to keep up with the with the playbook, and it wasn't as sophisticated as your playbook. No, but at every every level that you go up, yeah, it's, it's a big jump. Yeah, I, mean, I can remember. And, yeah, you know, the, going from high school to junior college, and that right. was a jump. Just yes. on ath- athletes. Yeah, and when you you know you do well in junior college, you go to the Everyone was the best in their area. Yeah. And you go to that and it's like you have to learn a new language. Yeah. But the idea that football players or any athlete are are meatheads is is so false and insulting because the the level of intellect and the decision making, the quickness, not to mention the the kinetic genius that you guys have, but anybody I know they, they make fun of Gronk, but anybody who can do these these reads is has has an intelligence, maybe not for chemistry and physics. No, without a but, doubt. But right, but for for the movement and and also just the decision making quickness is is really impressive. Gary, I I played in the league for twelve years. I played with some meatheads. Really? Yeah. 
They, they that could, couldn't follow the the some there's there's like maybe one to three guys on a team that are just either so big so fast I so see. strong i see physically they were able to dominate they can do that they won't yeah. do it for a long time now right you know because right. people learn your moves when you yes. get it on film yes and people can prepare for it yes but you know they can sneak out there's some meatheads that can sneak out a couple <laughs> years all right all yeah. right thanks for thanks for no but i also i also say that too like uh I got a little disappointed in Meryl Streep because I was a huge Meryl Streep fan. Okay. I still am. But when she went on the, she won an award for best actress or something. It was like five years ago or something. Mm -hmm. And she goes, she like called out the, the athlete community. Like we're the arts, we're the this. And I go, you know how artistic it is. Oh my gosh. To be able to have this vision, to be able to set up a block do a spin move. That's like that's a person's art. Oh my that's, gosh! You know, like yeah, you said, that kinetic art. Yeah, like yeah. Of movement. Yes. You know, you, you see some of these guys run. Yes, they're big, strong, fast, but they have footwork like a ballerina. It wasn't a coincidence that Jerry Rice dominated yeah. Dancing with the Stars. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's yeah, a, he he's used an, to do ballerina stuff an, for his he, ankle and right, feet. right, because he's an artist. Yeah, and there were, yeah. There were a lot of there were a lot of players who who could have been uh, equally impressive in in dance or things like that yeah emmett smith did well too yeah oh my gosh he was awesome yeah he, he, he had great feet yeah so. you, hey, you get offered every single year to be on that show i'm not going on dancing with the stars good for you if i gotta go there we got problems <laughs> all right I, I love dancing with the stars i'm a big fan but i let me let me i like doing this I no like you talking. can do your you can use your brain and your mouth yeah. to to do great things and Meryl Streep, you know, I'm still a fan, but, you know, I hurt me. No, I get that. That is hurtful. You know, she, that is she hurtful. called out, like, you guys, there's, there's part of the country that man. loves UFC and the NFL. We're <laughs> the arts. Oh, like, Meryl. You know how artistic it is. Meryl, she didn't have to, she didn't have to take Don't bring us down. down. Yeah, exactly. Don't bring us down. Exactly. So to wrap up this uh, Patriots team, a uh, little bit of quarterback controversy. Um, Grogan was up and down his whole career. They drafted Tony Easton in a pretty incredible 1983 draft class for quarterbacks. John Elway, Jim Kelly, and Dan Marino was drafted actually after Tony Easton. Uh, so yeah. Easton won the job, start of the year, I believe two and three, separated his shoulder. See those guys again real quick? I'm sorry. So the whole draft class. No, no, just the three guys that were before him. John Elway <laughs> yeah. at first overall. Jim Kelly at 14. Who was after him? Uh, Dan Marino was after Tony oh. Eason. So Tony oh, yeah, Eason was drafted little, 15th. Uh, he had a little problem with his uh, nose, if you know what I mean. And wasn't the Bears quarterback in that draft class, too? Uh, also was Todd Blackledge and McMahon? Ken O'Brien were the other people drafted in the okay. first round. Okay. I don't know about... But not McMahon? Okay. See, I can come back on McMahon. Um, so there's a little controversy with the quarterbacks. Um, Eason goes down with the shoulder. Um, Grogan comes in. They win six games in a row. Uh, and then... Grogan breaks his leg on yeah. uh, a law overtime loss to the Jets, and then Easton comes back in and then finishes out the season. Yeah. Uh, also, would be remiss if we don't mention Hall of Fame Patriot legend John Hanna. This was oh, his last Hog season. Hog Hanna from Alabama. Hog Hanna from Alabama. Yeah. Dark. I mean, that, that was how desperate we were for superstars that we were in love with an offensive lineman, a guard. He was different, though. That's tight, though. Yeah. That's tight. No, I like loved that. him. I yeah. love. I always clicked with the line. Like I loved Logan Mankins. <laughs> I love Logan, Logan Mankins. Mankins. Yeah, of course. I still think he was the. Of course. Just the greatest yeah. dude. This I guy loved Matt to, Light and Matt Lucci. They were really good guys oh. too. The, the Steve Neal, the wrestler. Yeah. The interesting thing with the offensive linemen, and I'm sure this is not unique to Boston College, 
was how close they were Always. and 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 they were real family and and because they're they're not getting all the no. all the the notoriety and everything like that, that but they're doing all the hardest work you got to win the game and the they never touch doing, a football no <laughs> they're the ultimate selfless yeah. team player yeah don't say much they all hang out by each yeah. other they're yeah. all yeah and their average life expectancy is like 39 yeah they're like professional like they're like wrestlers right they're they're like professional wrestlers it's changed it's yeah. changed because you see them all these guys now as soon as they're done they shed 60 pounds yeah oh yes yes you know yeah a lot more yeah. a lot more information yeah. these days no it's true you know back it's in true. the day they just yeah. keep it eating so yeah. john Hanna said of this season my goal was to play 16 years and during that season 1985-86 i had a torn calf muscle two torn rotator cuffs wow. and a blown up knee they repaired both shoulders at the same time. When I went to get my knee done, my cartilage looked like sand. My femur was wearing down. I was told by the doctor that if I had a job I could do outside of football, I should go do that. And that's what I did. Wow. Yeah, that's tough. The shoulder, knee. Oh. Surgeries I are the can't worst. imagine. I had, I'm very lucky. I had 12. Wow. 12 it's surgeries. It's like every oh. offseason. It's like going into the get a pit stop. Man. When you know the radiologist and the nurses <laughs> by name. Yeah. Yeah. You know, hey, Mary, how you doing? Oh, right. Yeah. Oh, man. Can you give me a little extra scoop on that one? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. But I will say, going, I have gone under, and those, when you're counting down, that's a, man, that feels good. Just going. The best sleep. <laughs> the best sleep. The best ever. sleep. The best, no tossing and turning. Just 10, nah, I'm out. Michael Jackson. And Prince. Is that what he is that was that too? I think so. Yeah. R.I.P. R.I.P. Uh, let's set the stage of this game. First, we get to the game. What was the whole thoughts of the city of this team? Just tough team. Everyone's proud of it. Or, or yeah, I mean, it was like, you said, like, you said like earlier, I said, it felt like a holiday. Yeah. Like like we didn't get school off, but everybody was focusing on that, and everybody was in a good mood. The way do you remember like Wednesday before Thanksgiving at school? Yeah. Everybody's light. Even the teachers who who don't like you are d being kind yeah. and and looking out for you. That's what it feels like in New England. Maybe get a when roller. the when the when the Pats, Red Sox, Bruins are or are going for a a championship. And and we 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 were not that hopeful that we could win in Miami, but there was a chance for a. For a miracle, we had seen what Flutie had done in Miami recently, and so we were, yeah, we were all about this destiny I, vibes. I think, yeah, there we, was there, there was, was maybe destiny a destiny vibes, vibes and and the sports radio was was basically this guy called Eddie Andelman in in New England. He had a show on WHDH, and it was it was uh, Sunday nights, so one night a week you would hear sports talk, and then sometimes Sunday morning there were shows. So it wasn't a it wasn't a twenty four hour broadcast. There was one broadcast and remember he had a he had a, a song parody about this team with all the players because some of the players names rhymed like lip lippet and tippet although it was lipet but andre tippet lippet and tippet and blackman's the sackman the d doesn't play it attacks the dolphins will go down today to raymond berry's pats that was the song i can't put i'm getting the chills that I'm i remember the chills this. that you remember that. um yeah and and so we and we hadn't won in a while the red sox Hadn't made the playoffs since 1975, so that's 10 years. That's a lifetime nowadays, yeah. right? If you if the Red Sox won 10 years without even making the playoffs, and the and the Patriots had beaten the Jets and then the Raiders, so there was a there was a feeling of momentum and destiny. But we never win in Miami. 
18 consecutive years 18 of years. losing in Miami. That's disgusting. So that yeah, so we were 18 years. That's in we the were 60s. not we were not convinced they would win, and and then oh, oh my word, it was the Super Bowl for us. It was the Super Bowl to the Super Bowl. <laughs> yes, Super Bowl Eve. Yeah. Games with Names is brought to you by my friends at WinBet. WinBet is bringing the excitement of Win Las Vegas and Encore Boston Harbor to online sports betting. Whether you're a recreational player or a serious handicapper, WinBet is your ticket to every exciting wager. From straight up bets to parlays, teasers, and any prop bet you can dream up, all players have access to win rewards and can redeem them for resort credit in Las Vegas and Boston. Sign up today and get in the game online or visit Boston Sportsbook at Encore Boston Harbor. There's no way better to enjoy sports with a little extra winning in your pockets. Well, betting is a team sport. Join the WinBet team and bet with the best. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough WinBet is available. Terms and conditions at winbet.com. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Kyler, set the stage. So uh, the lead up to this game, we kind of touched on all of it. Um, Patriots were wild card team, kind of a road warrior. Beat um, the Jets on the road. Beat the number one Los Angeles Raiders on the road. And then eventually beat this Dolphins team on the road to go to the Super Bowl. Road dogs. Road dogs. And this was the first team to uh, make it to the Super Bowl. From the wild card, and it's the first team to win all three uh, road, games. road games to make it to the Super Bowl. Wow. Uh, and Gary, you mentioned too about this Orange Bowl jinx. The Pats were zero and eighteen um, in the Orange Bowl. Oh, I didn't realize Dolphins. that they had never won there. I just thought it was eighteen years in a row, which makes sense because the team was not that 60. old and hadn't they won, were, yeah. or maybe since nineteen sixty six. I don't know if they had won one yeah. in the past. Uh, they did win one on the road in Florida. In Tampa. But it was I in see, Tampa for some the random Orange Bowl. reason. The Orange Bowl, they Orange. owned us. The Orange Bowl, I mean, wow. And then leading up to this game from the Dolphins' side, um, because of the matchup they had with the Bears and everyone was viewing that that was such a matchup and this was going to be an incredible Super Bowl. Overload. Dolphins, Bears, right. the yes. rematch. Yeah, Great offense, great defense, let's yes. go. Um, so they were kind of looking at that and they were riding a, uh, I think a seven or eight game win streak into this wow. game. And then also squish the fish was yeah. selling t-shirts and all that. <laughs> yeah. I remember that. That's amazing. Yeah. It's good font. It really is. And then the game is not a, the most remarkable gameplay. I think the, the thing here is a lot of the anticipation kind of leading up to it. 55. That's remarkable. Yeah. That's called tough. Yeah. You want to be a tough team? You got to run the ball. You got to yeah. stop they the just, run. They just, you got to cover kicks. Yeah, they grounded out. It was it was uh, Craig James, Anthony Collins, and this guy named Mosi Tatupu, who was like a, a local oh, yeah. a local legend, a Samoan yeah. legend, and and also a Patriots legend. He could always be counted on to get you the really tough yards. He was so tough and strong and and beloved. There was this group called Mosi's Mooses. Which was like the equivalent of of like they had, they would make a big sheet and put it out, and they they were fans of this guy who only carried the ball four or five times, but he blocked he blocked really oh, hard, man. yeah, and he he was really important to everybody. We yeah, the 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 blue collar type players are just so beloved in New England after all these. Still, that's a big thing. Yeah, it, yeah, it is. The, the lunch pail guys. Hey. That's what they loved about Julian Edelman, who was once quoted as saying, I love getting hit. 
You're young, dumb, and full of cum. You don't know what you're thinking. <laughs> now I'm thinking of that. I'm like, oh, I'm so stupid. <laughs> no. But is this, is this not just a, a perfect display of what your city is through football teams? Oh, yes. Totally. Tough. Totally. Tough. 255 on yeah. the ground. Yeah. And in... By the way, you could see that maybe if it was in a cold weather yeah. game, but to grind it out like that when in Miami and and it was just Tony Eason, he he did not throw many many attempts. I mean, well, and he made most of them, and it was basically ball control. And then and the, the, here's the thing: growing up as a Patriots fan, they were always a run first team. They would run on third down. And then and then punt on fourth down. Like yeah. they would maybe throw sometimes on third down. Good position battle. They, yeah, to play the yes, totally. But they they would, um, yeah, they weren't a team that would air it out very frequently. And and Grogan, I thought had a good arm, but yeah. they just, yeah, they were they were a ball control offense. Yeah, I, I can't, you know, I'm looking at everything. I'm looking at all the numbers, but Don Shula was a handsome guy. No, he had a gorgeous, had a wavy hair, and and over the years, Damn. I just. It, it just drives me crazy that the those old Dolphins guys get to celebrate every year when a team Champagne. loses. <laughs> it drives me nuts. Like that, it, that we almost had that. Yes, I wasn't I, on the team. I know, that. but someday it has to happen. And if only to to shut those guys up because they're they're smug about it and they they don't bring into the fact that they did not play a sixteen game regular season and the playoffs weren't as arduous. That means it's. Probably never going to happen. It may never happen. Because it's 18. It'll be 18 probably in the next three years. Right. And, you know, there's an extra playoff game. Oh, Less yeah. buys. Yeah. I mean, that's, it's, that's regardless if it was you know, 14 or whatever. That, that's, yeah. that's an impressive stat. Just to yeah. have guys to be able to get up every week. Yeah. I mean, you know how it is in football. No, I know. You know you, the, I know. The, the start of the season, I know. you're excited because yes. it's the start. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then, then the days get, get short, man. It's tough. Days and get short. Gets it tough. gets cold. Yeah. Your body starts to yeah. hurt. You got an ankle. You're yeah. rehabbing all day. Then, yeah. You know, week 7 to 12, you're sitting there miserable. Your sun's gone. You're going to work. It's dark. Yeah. You leave work. It's dark. You see, yeah. you see the sun or the cloudy gray skies of... Foxborough for that's depressing. It's very depressing. Yes. I used to wear. I used to have this little light. Me too. Yeah, the light in my locker. <laughs> the light box. Yeah. Yes. It's supposed oh, to give you the UV. Yeah, or something. yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's really helpful. But it and that's the vitamin D supplements. They yes. were huge into that. That's yes. coming. Oh thing. yeah, most people are vitamin D deficient. Let's yeah. do, let's do a quick PSA. Yeah. Get your vitamin D. Vitamin D, but you also have to have calcium to break down the vitamin D. So don't forget the calcium as well. Oh. So it needs to be able to break it down. Okay. So take a, a calcium supplement as well? Yeah. Okay. Because that's what helps the vitamin D get right. broken down. Uh, that's really helpful. Yeah. So let me wrap up this game. So final score was 31-14. We touched on the big things. It was uh, Patriots outrun, outrushed the Dolphins 255-56. to 56. They, uh, You mentioned Tony Eason only had 12 pass attempts, but he threw for three touchdowns. Dan Marino, you went 20 for 48, wow. uh, two touchdowns, two interceptions, and there was six total turnovers. From the Dolphins for this game. That is something else. I Playing mean, Marino was as good as it ever got. I'm looking at the face masks, and they're, I mean, they're similar to what people wear when they're fencing, right? Those, yeah. They are, I don't know how they ever saw. The, they're so the linemen? I mean, that was, yeah. that's what I grew up seeing. Yeah. That line right yeah. in the middle. And, and they used to have, have those no neck rolls and the huge shoulder pads. 
Now it's and all as small as you can did get. Did you wear any knee pads? My first three years, I didn't, and they mandated yeah. it. Okay. I didn't wear knee or thigh. Isn't that good? Just to be faster. I don't know why. I just thought it looked cooler. <laughs> <laughs> the vanity. Yeah. My yeah. word. It, it was more of all the studs on the team were doing it. I see. You know, so I, I get was it. Like, I want to do that. I get it. I get it. No, that makes sense. And you then you get a, a deep thigh bruise, and Belichick's like, what the fuck are we oh doing? Gosh. Jesus. So he would mandate us. He mandated some practice, but in games, you could take them out. Was there ever a point where you felt comfortable with with somebody like that, or is it always with Bill? A, yeah, yeah. After like my second Super Bowl win, okay, and like a, a historic catch, then I felt like I could crack a joke at him. Yeah, I just that always was like, I think every that was experience in. to this day. My high school coach and anybody who coached me in college, I still call them coach. Oh yeah, and I still want to make them proud and, and please them. I still isn't yeah, it interesting? It, it is. But I mean, but they really were so meaningful to us. I mean, yeah. especially at our at our youngest ages, they mold your your outlook. And I and I don't think everybody should play a sport, but you should play something where you have to rely on somebody for mentorship and guidance, and and also something that somebody helps you improve at something. Yeah, you know, I, I it's a I, great lesson, right? I think there's so many life lessons. Like I have a six year old right now, and. I love that she's in soccer team sports. Yes. She does gymnastics and tennis. The life lessons you learn in a team sport are, are I think, so much yeah. on a different page just because in life, you're not going to go through this thing alone. And anything right. you do, yeah. you have a job, your art, yeah. this, that, you're going to need other people. And so you yeah. need to learn at a long, young age how to work with people. Yeah. You need to learn at a young age to rely on other people. You need to learn at a young age that people are going to rely on you. Yes. And you need accountability. Yes. You're going to learn how to compete. Yes. You're going to learn how to set goals. You're going to learn how to sacrifice. Yeah. And all these things, like, soon as she gets old enough where she can make her own decision, that she don't have to play. But at least she'll have that instilled in her and she'll feel that. And then she can go to what she wants. Yeah. No, I love it. Right now, it's not a... This right. isn't a democracy. This is a dictatorship. Okay? <laughs> That's do good. <laughs> That's good. But Parenting. I mean, the, the other thing, and maybe it's obvious, but it was it was unusual. I think when I grew up in the 1970s in a in a community that was that was mostly white people. Tough too. White it tough was, people. Yeah, it was white tough people. And then, but through basketball and football and and sports, I was able to interact with with people who didn't look like me. Yeah. And it was really it was important to understand now they're no different than you. They want the same things. They work as hard as you do, sometimes yeah. harder. And and so that that was very helpful in, in that circumstance. Learning communities, I, learning yeah, culture. Yeah. And I know a lot of people who who are in certain fields that never intersect with people who don't look like them and they're and it and it's really they're missing out. And that's just and they, they probably acted a certain way around people because they don't have experience. Yeah. And yeah. That's what the sport does. It it totally. allows you to experience yeah. other people. Yeah. And I've been blessed that way with comedy as yeah. as well. People of different backgrounds and interests and 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 who weren't even born in america frequently it, it's been really cool and it's really cool because you guys have a common interest yes yes so that's what this, brings you together yeah. and that's and, and that's, that's what the other does. that's the other thing they didn't care where you came from as long as you could play yeah or or loved the sport yeah yeah it yeah. was really special. A lot, of, a lot of stuff to be learned from sport you know it's definitely not for everyone no but there's so many things no. But it could People also are, be music instruments or something like that, that. Yeah. What's the first thing that comes to mind when you think of this game? 
after the game, before the game. When you think of this game, I think of my dad. I think of my dad because he, I'm from a divorced family, so he would come on Sundays, yeah. and Sundays meant watching the Patriots with him, and he was such a good fan. I never heard him criticize the players. He would be disappointed. He would be sad, and he, but he never said, because a lot of New England fans say, don't, don't follow the Red Sox, don't follow the Patriots, they'll break your heart. But my dad just loved these guys and these teams, and I remember how happy he was and, and how he wasn't a pessimist, which a lot of Bostonians are. Yeah. He really believed in the team from week to week, and he would become disappointed, and we were just so thrilled by that game and so excited about the Super Bowl. And, and the great thing about the mindset back then was that making it to the Super Bowl was... The Super Bowl. Yeah, a dream come true, yeah. and we were happy. It wasn't. It wasn't a failure if the team lost. Whereas now, I feel, and I feel for the Buffalo Bills fans yeah. because it happens four times in a row. It's comical. And then what but, they're going through right now. Yes. Like oh. you're thinking that this is their time. Yeah. You got Josh oh, Allen. It's, it's heartbreaking. But but I I just I I feel for those fans because it's it's uh you give your heart and soul every you really Sunday. Do. Yeah. And those people. I tell you right now, those Buffalo fans, they haven't ex they haven't experienced a lot of success. No, and they still love their team. They love their team. They love and they their believe team. In the, they I've believe never in been flipped off so many different ways. <laughs> anytime. Oh wow. Anytime you go into Buffalo, from three years old to a hundred years old, you're getting the finger after you was leave. It, was there ever something somebody yelled and and not in the profanity, but something like I I, I remember just. Certain things would be yelled from from uh, opposing teams, and they would like get you like really like Gary, like your hair or something. It would Gary. just really be. It would be like that hurt my feelings. No, you, you want to know what hurt my feelings when it was a third and eight, and all of a sudden I see a pink dildo get thrown onto the field, and it says <laughs> Brady's dildo. That's what that's what traumatized me. And I sat and watched. Oh, Julian, the referees. I'm so sorry that happened to you. <laughs> oh. I sit and watch the referees. They're sitting here having a discussion on how to get it off the field. One's kicking it off. They don't oh know what to do. Oh, my word. I mean, it was that, that's what I remember from the Buffalo oh, fans. Oh, buddy. I'm sorry. It was so big. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> As the, the Beastie Boys, I think, toured with that. <laughs> so the Patriots went on to Super Bowl 10 <coughs> or 20. Super Bowl 20. XX. Their first. In uh, franchise history. The first X-rated. Yeah, the first X-rated. Double X-rated. Oh, my gosh, Julie. There it was. Wow. <laughs> Literally, that was on the field. I, I, I was actually impressed with the fan it's that had really, the imagination to sneak this thing in because it's not easy getting no, things no, no, in that no. fucking stadium. No, that's really impressive. So, I, he must I, have keistered it or he must yeah, have put it I was going to say, I don't want to make any, any uh, guesses at where he was hiding yeah. it. Yeah. The, or uh, she. <laughs> the Patriots lost to the Bears, the 85 Bears with that Super Bowl shuffle sweetness, the fridge, uh, Jane Man, or McMahon, that beautiful defense, that 46 defense, 46 to 10, but they were winning three. Buddy Ryan. Buddy Ryan. They carried him off the field. Yep. Carried him off the field. Yeah. I love Buddy Ryan. I like the Ryans too. I, I know uh, I saw Rex at, at the Belmont. When he was still the head coach of the the Jets. Oh wow! And it was right after that whole foot thing that oh, yeah, Welker yeah, yeah, did. Yeah, yeah, Welker. Oh my gosh! And we were that all was, there. That was really funny, man. It was. That was next level. It was funny. We ended up losing though. Ah. Uh, but 
Yeah, we were. He was. He was great about it. He's. He's a fun guy. Yeah, he, he, he seems just, like he. He has a really good sense of humor. Yeah. Yeah. And then his brother. I saw him. He's the same way. It's just. It's such. Such rich in history oh, that cool. family. Yeah. Really, this generation more than the 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 guys in the seventies and eighties. It. It. I. I do like seeing the guys after the game hugging each other. From the opposing teams, whether yeah. it's basketball, I know it it upsets the old school people, but these guys understand what they went through, and it's not like they're they're letting up because they're playing somebody they went to camp with or college with. Yeah, they want to just to, for the the sake of their own integrity and their I, I and, agree their, with and that. their egos beat them. And and so I I understand it's like the boxers who hug at the end. Nobody understands what no. they went through. Yeah. Like like uh, I. Remember one of my favorite matches of all time um, was uh, Hearns Hagler. Uh, no, Drago Balboa. <laughs> when when uh, the Balboa, he I feel I feel he brought it he, was going to end, end the Cold War. It was going to end, but he I think he sped, he sped it up. He sped it up. Yeah, it was more yeah. diplomacy, but that didn't hurt. What did he? What was the line? If, I if can change, change, you can, you change, can change, we can, we all, can change. all change. Yes, yes. Change is good. Yeah, yeah. That was one. Of, that was a really good documentary. But getting back to after the game, <laughs> after the game. Yes. Sorry. I understand what other guys go through, and there's a there's a respect always. Yeah. There's always a respect yeah. because yeah. I've been in every situation on that field. A guy trying to make the team. Yep. A guy trying to earn a role. The yeah. guy that's trying to keep up his expectations that the yeah. standards that he's made for himself. Yeah. I've been on every side of that. Sure. But before a game, oh yeah, we can't talk. No, 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 no. We can't talk. No, can't, I can I, only sneer at you. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. yeah. No, a hundred percent. After game, I'll yeah. shake your hand yeah. if we win. I, I would <laughs> if we win. Frequently, when I would, if we lose, I used to <laughs> just literally get off oh, the yeah, field. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Frequently, I would box and I would, I would uh, tell my opponent, "I must break you. I must break you." That wasn't me. I mean, Drago. That was Drago. What's it? I remember this one uh, fighter had a prediction for the fight, and his prediction was pain. pain? Yes. <laughs> Lang was one of the all-time heavyweights. I don't that care what you favorite. say. Some people love Tyson. Other people, Ali. But Lang, one uh, of the all-time WBC champions. Hey, Balboa. <laughs> hey, Balboa. Your hey, woman. Was, yeah, he was talking about his wife. Talking about yes. Adrian. Oh, my God. Rocky had to go to L.A. Yeah. And get a little... <laughs> Get a little brother life in him. Yeah. Jay to get his rhythm. Yes. Oh my God. Oh, I love that one. So that was good. one of low key, one of the best. Oh, one of the the most watchable. I mean, it was one of the best fights of all time. Yeah. And I love the training. There is no tomorrow, Julian. There is no. There tomorrow. is no tomorrow. You know, that that's that, that was and once again, like my career goes into these Rocky movies. Yes. You know oh, what I mean? Yeah, there's there's a time where you're doing the magazine covers, yeah, yeah. and you're you're living on cloud nine. You and, got the, and the wrestling, girl. wrestling Thunderlips, Thunderlips, yes. And then all of a sudden you get hurt or something. Yeah. There's something that happens. You lose your confidence, and you yeah. gotta you gotta build it back. Confidence is is uh, everything. A big percentage of the game. How do you, yeah, you how do you build that. your confidence? <sighs> it's a it's a constant struggle, but I do gain confidence by thinking of things. That I initially I wasn't able to do, and then do it easily without thinking. From tying your shoes yeah. to making free throws to dunking a basketball, all these things in your life that you're like, oh, I can't do it, I can't do it, and then you don't give up. It's like that that San Antonio Spurs thing where you 
you hammer the the stone every day and it doesn't even crack there's no evidence and then years later it cracks wide open and it's just like keep pounding that rock every day and and so it's i think my confidence is is that john wooden idea the preparation yep. and giving it all and then pyramid what else success. can i what else can i do yeah that yep. pyramid of success man it still holds up and it was written in the 50s yeah yeah for me i always uh you know i as an athlete you know you deal with confidence cuz you're you know especially when when you play on a team like new england because there's there's a standard yeah like you know you know if we don't win a super bowl it's a failure right. at least uh, when we were playing yeah. when i was on my when i was on yeah. that team yeah so you for me I, if i would ever lose a confidence if i dropped a ball or or something you know i didn't perform a certain way in a game or i missed a couple of this or that for me, I would just always go back to the fundamentals. I would think I hear my dad in my in my head because my dad's very. What's his name? Frank. Okay. He's very, uh, very. He was a very tough guy on me. Okay. You know, he's the type of guy that you know I'd go. Work. Where are you in the birth order? I'm I'm the middle. Okay. Tough. I'm the middle. Okay. Brother was seven years older than me too. Oh, it's like a different family. Different family. So he yeah. used to like just wally mollywop me. You know, so and my sister's three years younger, but okay. you know, he was he was the type of guy that I'd go I'd go work out and he'd come back and I'd be dying. And he goes, You beat those three kids. I'm talking about I was working out by myself, Dad. He goes, you know, Yeah, you're in the NFL now. <laughs> There's three kids in high school right now that are training and that have a picture of you on their wall. Wow. That are thinking about taking your job. Wow. That are thinking about taking your house. <laughs> And I think like that's the kind of stuff. So yeah. then I would I always whenever I lost my confidence, I would always just go back to fundamental work. Yeah. Work my way out of it and just try to stack good days together. Yeah. You know, just you're either getting better or you're getting worse. Sure. In 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 yeah. if you if you break everything down, yeah. In your day to day, if you could stack five good days together and you just keep on competing with that's what I had to do wow. for me. And I had to keep myself in a happily miserable mindset like i have this whole thing where we have this merch i sell it's called happily miserable okay because i was miserable but i i needed to, i needed to be in that mindset yeah the underdog mindset the underdog mindset the yeah. the world's falling mindset mm -hmm. like i i needed that for me to hone in and keep my focus sure you know so work was always my my way to get my confidence back and then if you want to improve on something you know, Belichick would always say this. If you want to improve, you can't just go work hard. Yeah. You can't just go run. You can't just go lift weights. You know, yeah, you're you're working hard. But you need to find someone, a mentor, coach, a person that can tell you what you need to work on. Yes. And then you work hard at that. Wow. And that's yeah, how you get improvement. Smart. Yeah. You know what I mean? So mm -hmm. that's how, like. That's really inspiring and I'd so always, insightful. But are you able to turn it off? And are you able to? One thing that I always have a hard time was, and it reminds me of Bob Knight, where he would. I remember in that book I read, Season on the Brink, where he would yell at a player and he said, "Why do I want you to be a better player than you want to be?" And so there are certain mindsets which are hard to be around, especially yeah. after they're they're not playing athletes because they hold everybody at a high such high expectations and then kyler pays for it and, and it's true <laughs> i have and, to and and you and you we have to because i find that with my 
my wife sometimes because she has artistic pursuits and I tell her how I would go about it and she's like stop trying to make me be you yeah. and and let me enjoy this you know that it's 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 interesting because we we have this we have this discipline that worked for us and and we want to impart it on people yeah. but it can be very off-putting I talk to my dad about that all the time yeah you know because yeah I have like small businesses and sure. you're managing people and you and and I go to the the factor of like how I was managed yeah. for 12 years of my life right. by Bill and Belichick. And it was so successful beyond like dreams. Beyond dreams. Yeah. And I was never told the things I did well. Uh, I was expected to right. do those. Right. I was only told the things I needed to work on. Yeah. You know, and I, I and I, my dad's actually, a, he's a, He's very similar to me. He's a small business owner, so he's had a lot of experience with people. He, was he athletic? He was, but okay. his dad died when he was three, and oh. his mom, you know, she was in and out of marriages. He grew up oh. in a trailer park. Tough. So he became a mechanic at 14. Yeah, he had to help wow. help help out my mom, wow. my grandma. So he, he always talks, you know, he always kind of lets me know that you, you can't live like what you're saying. You can't. Right. You have to turn that off. Yes. Yeah, you know what I mean, and it's yeah. and it's hard for me of because course. I'm still transitioning. Yeah, from something I've been doing for two decades, <laughs> three decades. Yeah, you know, and it's been yeah. like that since I was eight years old. Yeah, and it's changed when you get to be a professional, and then it's all football. You don't have school anymore. You right. have football school. Yeah. You, have, you know. Yeah. So like, I mean, that's it's a part of life is learning what you have to do to improve. And my yeah. dad's a good person that helps me with that, but I definitely need. To be able to turn it off. Sure. You know, sure. and yeah. when you have a kid, it, it helps you with that. Yes. You know, and my dad yeah. was a hard ass. My dad was very tough on me because yeah. he didn't That's have what dads were like back then. And he didn't have yeah. any he didn't have anyone. Yeah, who would have trained him. him, yeah. You know, so yeah. but he's now the complete opposite now. Now he's the softy. Are you hungry? The grandfather. Yeah. Oh, do you need anything? <laughs> That's so like, nice. Oh look, let me let me rub your feet. Like <laughs> Frank. Literally. <laughs> That's great. So wow, I mean the pride he must have though, uh, Julian. My well, word. it was a team effort. My yeah. mom, is, my mom as well. You know, yeah. she's a stubborn little lady. Yeah. But that's but stubborn special thing for a me. dad to have a son who yeah. excels and my, in my, these areas. Yeah, yeah. My, my dad. Uh, he, he was a huge part of it. Sure. No, yeah. I know. Yeah. My my dad's kind of like a Jewish mother. <laughs> that's so cool. Literally, that's great. Uh, you know, nothing's ever good enough. But he's always comforting me. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. so nice. Oh my gosh. Yeah. But in the same twisted kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. I was watching your, your stand up. Your mom cracks me up. Oh, thanks, man. Yeah, she's she's, a, she's, she's a quite sweetheart. a she really is a, a sweetheart. She's quite here a character. About she's very depression. Yeah. She's like, oh, he's here to eat smiles yeah, yeah. the whole yeah, time. Yeah, 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 yeah. You never realize. met a happier kid. <laughs> yeah. And then I, I held up this book the, the called book, The Lonely, Lonely tree. tree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Lonely Tree. She's a, the, just the level of denial. But nobody understood back no. then. Nobody knew. So I, I, yeah. It's a product of that generation. Yes, exactly. You know, and, exactly. And we didn't have that relationship with our parents like kids do today where they can go to them and say, listen, I feel this way. I feel. Yeah. If you were bullied, you kept that to yourself unless there was something you could do about it. So. Yeah. Yeah. Or try to figure out a way to, to solve these things by yourself because they were working so hard, especially a single mom is is just this interesting 
uh, warrior yeah, in in is. America that or on the planet that they just have to have to get by and they and they don't have a lot of time for for nonsense. So that's what my dad always tells me when when, when I yeah, dad I'm stressed out. You know, I got all that shit going on. You yeah. Know, you don't know what stress is? <laughs> I know. I go what? What, yeah. what are you talking about, dad? I got you know yeah. a lot of shit going. Yeah. On. You know what stress is? It's when you have two de- three deaf kids. $50 in your bank account with $200 in bills. Wow. That's what my grandma was. My dad has wow. three deaf brothers <gasps> and sisters. Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, so, oh and he's, Lord. like, significantly younger, but, yeah. you know, he goes, that's oh my stress. Gosh. Yeah. And that's a single mom, you Is know Is your what grandmother I mean? still alive? No, nah, she passed. I'm oh, sorry. What was, was her name? Mary. Mary. God love her. She was the best. Yeah. Let's get back to the old football, then. Yeah. <laughs> shed a tear over here thinking about grandma Gary I have one quick question and yeah. I think one of your specials you mentioned your mom would go to a dentistry school to get her teeth done yeah that's was, my newest special was yeah. that BU the Boston University School of Dentistry my yeah. grandma did the same thing really yeah. Yeah. oh my gosh that's incredible and it was a nightmare yeah it yeah. Was, yeah the teeth these, were terrible these poor people couldn't afford dentistry so our family my mom had a lot of dental work she would go to a school that had a school of dent a university that had a school of dentistry and these kids would take their midterms but it was my mother's my mother's bridge work and her and her molars and things and they they weren't competent and she would be in great pain and and that's what we had to do it was really oh i feel for her man it was and the other thing was we would have to drive into boston which was Poor people have cars that don't work, so sometimes we break down. We just be on the side of the road waiting for a triple A truck to come, and it was just, oh man, it was a it was a nightmare. God love before her. the big dig too. That was the before the big dig. Oh so we would go so over this thing called the Mystic. Five hours of traffic on the, the side Mystic, of the road. The Mystic River Bridge, which everybody would call the Mystic River. We're going over the Mystic River, and and I was like, who is this Mister River? And she was Mystic River, the river. We're driving over it. To go into Boston, and you had to save up money to pay for parking. I remember that was part of it. it was and the toll. Yeah. yeah and the they got toll. rid of the toll. And the toll. On the pike. Yeah. When I was there. Yeah. I used to yeah. hate that. That would make all the traffic. Yeah. And these poor people who worked in the toll booths were just miserable. miserable. Oh, my gosh. But their sweaters, though. That Mass Pike sweater. It was yes. Oh, I love oh, that Oh, I did love those. Oh, my gosh. I would love one of those. Pike. Amazing. Ky- Dan Marino, Tyler the- is an absolute delight. <laughs> the whole staff here. I really enjoy you people. <laughs> we enjoy you. Thank you. I really appreciate I hope I was hoping I was doing a good job. No, you're doing killing it. All right. Dan Marino, the best to never win a Super Bowl. Who who else are we thinking about in terms of I've got some names. Sanders, Barry Sanders. Barry. Randy Moss. Randy. Yeah, maybe the greatest quarterback to never win a Super Bowl. Is that possible? Although Jim Kelly was great, but he was better than Jim Kelly. Yeah. Jim Kelly was man, that's that's a sad story. Four oh, in a row. I know. It's that's, heartbreaking. I thought you were gonna you say know, the cancer. Uh, you, <laughs> yeah, that's that a, too. Yeah. That too. I should probably take the dip out of my lip. <laughs> um also Junior Seau, Bruce Smith, Ladanian Thomas, and oh, Tony Junior Gonzalez. Oh. Philip Rivers. I oh, forgot that I played with Junior. Or Seau. He was a very special person. He was the nicest guy. Yes. In the world. Yes. Like, oh. I remember he, we were at Capitol Grill and my parents just came in. We were about to play in a playoff game and I was taking them out to dinner on a Friday. This is in December, maybe January. So it's freezing outside. Yeah. Junior rolls up 
in flip-flops, shorts, and he always wore this hat and his ukulele on his back. Seriously. Serious, because he used to wow. go to Capital Girl every, you know, that was in his flip-flops. spot. flip-flops. Flip-flops. He's Hawaiian. Yeah, he grew up in, in the tropics, uh, and he wasn't bothered by the New no, England this, wind. No, this dude incredible. was the most manly man ever. Wow. Manly man, but soft-hearted, too. And yes, he, that's the way he came off. And he and he went up to my parents, and we grew up in the Bay Area. There's a lot of Polynesian culture. So okay. I, I grew up with a lot of Tongans, a lot of Samoans, a lot of Hawaiians. Like, that was part of my football team and my football life. Oh, that's cool. So Junior Seau was a god. Like yeah. in California, sure, because he was on the Chargers. He did, yeah. you know, the whole. And he was thing. a USC guy too. USC right? guy, yeah. and you know, I I got to play with him, and he came up to my parents, and he and he and he goes, Mister Mister Edelman, I just want to oh. say, you raised a very great young man. Wow, going to play a long time in this league, and this was when I was a rookie, and I was still wow. You That's know, incredible to have, have Junior say out. My my dad, you know, he's all shy and stuff like. Yeah, you know, we watched this guy for a long time. This was his twentieth year in the league. Yeah, by the time I was playing with them. But I remember you stood out in the preseason. You were very promising. Lincoln Financial, that was that was a big game. Yeah, because it was Tom's first game back from the ACL. That's right. Wes wasn't playing. That's right. It's my first game in the NFL. My word. And Any nerves? Oh, so nervous. <laughs> I was very nervous. I I was a very nervous. Yeah. Because I cared so much. Of course, yeah. You know, you get yeah, and so much was was you were so invested, so invested, and yeah, especially in that. You know, you're playing for your job. Yeah, seventh round draft pick. Yeah, first preseason game. Yeah, well, didn't play, so they they started me, and they told me like right before the game. So it was kind of like they test you psychologically. I want to see if you can. Yeah, you know, Kenny handle that. We're gonna tell him twenty minutes before the game that he's gonna have to. You know. Because a lot of guys can't, and they want to no. see it in the preseason. Of course. You know, and first play, it was a kickoff. I went down, I made a tackle, and they put me on kickoff that, yeah. that day. Went made a tackle. Then the first punt return, I took to the house. <laughs> that and was then incredible. The first play did of you, offense. Did you think you were dreaming? I did. Right? Because I, I, I still have dreams where I, where I score touchdowns. Oh, that, and to do that on that level... Because it's more competitive, my word, I can't imagine. You, didn't, you don't really know either when you're in camp. Yeah. Because there's a lot of thud. You're not taken to the ground. It's not like college or, you know, guys yeah. are hitting. There's but, a, if, but if Hard Knocks has shown us anything, it's that you might get caught even after having an incredible game. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. All right, continue. I'm sorry. No, but it was just. It so was, you score that. You, you, and then, you, you run back that touchdown. And then it was Brady's first game, so everyone was kind of like. Very nervous because he, uh, the yeah. knee thing. Yeah. And every, like everyone's kind of on eggshells. Bill wanted to see how, our, how we were playing. They wanted, he wanted to see how yeah. Tommy was psychologically because when you go through injury, that first live contact, when you're getting real bullets, yeah. it's different. You know, you, sometimes you, you don't want to stick your foot in. The, you know, there's a lot sure, of stuff going sure. on. And it goes back to the eye of the tiger. Eye of the tiger. First play, gives me the swing route. He throws me a little swing. <laughs> I caught his first ball. I'm like, this is awesome. This is easy. Oh, you know? really? <laughs> and I ended up having a bunch of catches and, you know, I had a good game. And then next week. There is something to the ignorance of the brand new, right? Oh, Where you don't know it could go horrible. No. Next yeah. week, it's against Atlanta. 
And I'm still like on the verge of making the team. Like, yeah, yeah I housed a punt and I had a lot of production in the first game. I had a tackle. Yeah. But like, you, we had like Randy Moss, Wes Walker, Joey right. Galloway. Like, there's a numbers Galloway, game of how many right. guys are on the team. Yeah. <laughs> wow. And so the next week, I go and I'm returning a punt and I shake off a guy and another guy comes in and he, my foot gets caught and I sprain my ankle. I get a high <sighs> ankle sprain. The worst. The first sprain. play. Oh. The first play that I got in, and I was out for three weeks, and now it's during cut yeah. period, and I'm sitting there stressed out, like I don't know if I had enough. I was, yeah. you know, it's short term memory with these guys. You no, know? that course. was four weeks yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah. Next up, and you know, Billy O'Brien was our OC at the time. I knew him in high school. You know, did you? He went to St. John's Prep. How was he? Can I tell the truth? Yes. He was an arrogant prick. He was an arrogant prick in high school. I mean, Billy O's a fiery guy. I just, he went to, here's the thing. I went to the public school. He went to the private school, St. John's Prep. So I resented him to begin with. And then when he wasn't friendly to me, I was like, fuck this guy. No. Yeah, he can come on. We used to call him Tea Kettle. But I knew his wife in college. I was friends with Colleen, who was the sweetest oh, yeah. woman. So I'm I'm talking about how he was in high school, which a lot of football players were assholes oh. in high school. So I'm I'm sure he changed. But what what was I? No, nah, he hasn't really. Been. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, he. All right. He's like, so, a, he's like that asshole you like, though. Yeah, yeah. No, of course, of course. I will say this. I respected him, and I knew how yeah. hard he worked as a as a went player because he went to Brown. Yeah, and then he was a smart guy, and he was serious. So I I liked that. But I, I just, uh, I don't know. It was probably two uh, no, teenage, definitely give those two teenage no, boys he, he who were like, yeah, those vibes. yeah. But we had a mutual friend who played with me at Boston College. That this guy Mike Panos, who I don't know if you or if you met him, you'd re remember him. He's very charming. Yeah. Anyhow, so you're in camp and oh the, yeah, and the three week injury. And he comes up to me in the whole week of because cut day is there's a Friday and then there's a week off. Yeah, where you establish a team and it's like. The Turks in there just taking lives. <laughs> wow. You know, hey, coach wants to see you get your playbook. You know, that like you're yeah. sitting in the locker room and guys are just getting plucked. Of course. So, you know, Billy O would, was messing with me like, hey, uh, I heard Buffalo's got a good third corner. <gasps> Meaning like I was making the team. Yeah. Because, but I don't know if you're making the team yet. And I was sitting there like, I'm like a little kid. I'm fucking 22 years old. Yeah. And finally, I went home, and I was sitting there by my phone the whole time because they'll still call you when you go yeah. home. And I never got the call. Amazing. So how did you find out that just by not getting, not the, getting call, the call? That's the worst. That's, how, that's, that's worse. Is that not even yeah, worse? Yeah, yeah, yeah. At least call me. Tell me yeah, if I'm making it. Totally. No, they don't. Wow. You just come in, and you just. Was there anybody who was the opposite of that who was saying, keep doing what you're doing? I remember my friend Mike Power was in the Houston Oilers, and Warren Moon took him under his wing and said, you keep making those out passes because nobody else can make those ones the sideline um, from the pocket, and you keep making those, you're going to stand out. And, yeah. and so he made it very far in the in the cuts, but um, was there anybody who was like that? Fred Fre Taylor. Really? Remember Fred Taylor? Yeah, of course. So I didn't have a car yet. You know, I, there'd be a, for training camp, there'd be a 6 o'clock bus that you could take <laughs> From the ho team hotel, okay, to the the stadium, and so I'm sitting on my on the curb waiting for the bus. And Freddie T rolled out, and he has a cool old like dope car. And he's like, "Yo, young buck, come with me." Nice. And he he brings me in there, and he could see he could see that I'm stressed because it's such day to day. There was two practices a day when I first started. You had double days, 
You had run game in the morning, pass in the afternoon. So you have like two practices that you're thinking about going into the next day, you know, because then you have to correct everything. Am I going to get cut? I didn't make that block. I didn't make that this. Yeah. So he could see that I was going through my head. I was, you know, and he's in a different part of his career where, you know, this is, he's on the back nine. Yeah. He's already a superstar. Right. And he gets me in the car and he goes, hey, young buck, there's a lot of ups. There's a lot of downs. You just got to be smooth and you'll be all right. Wow. That's all he said. He was a very, very man of few words. Yeah. That's all he said. And then we sat and he started taking me to practice a bunch. And, you know, but I that's what I thought about. Like, all right, you know, don't get too awesome. high on the highs. Don't get too low on the lows. Yeah. It's just kind of. But, th- but there's something about somebody with your personality and, and drive and humility that people want to look out for because you're that th- that makes for a good teammate and and for a good person in the locker room to hang around with somebody who's not going to yeah. be in an ego and and so that's a that's a really great lesson and you want to be that you want to be the Fre- for the rest of your life you want to be the Fred Taylor to somebody's Julian Edelman well and that and that's you know th- there were other players on the team you know that weren't like that sure because you know this yeah. is a blood blood world no of course. There's of guys course. there like, hey, you're here yeah. to take a spot. You yeah, I wouldn't help. And yeah. you know, that's once I got to where I was at, and, yeah. and I and I established a role and yeah, had some success. I'd always be tough with the young guys because that was when I got there. Everyone, the whole Patriot way was yeah. like making guys accountable. Right. Yeah. Of course, you you're know, doing you, them a favor. You see. Yeah. You see Teddy Bruschi working his dick off. Yeah. And if you're not. He's going to tell you you're not. Wow. And if you hear that from him, yeah. you're going to be humiliated the whole day. <laughs> wow. You know what I mean? So, like, yeah. I would handle it where I would call guys out, but I would always pull them aside, like yeah. Jacoby Myers. Like, he would always have, he was, you know, he was a young player. You know, he was an undrafted guy, and I, I saw that he he could play. Yeah. He just needed, you know, like, so I'd yeah. always bring him to the side, and I'd be like, yo, yeah. don't worry about that. They're bitching you on this. You just got to do awesome, this. You know man. what I mean? Yeah, because you know what he's going through. Yeah, but if there's some little arrogant asshole that yeah, comes yeah, up yeah, in oh, your yeah, room, yeah, yeah, of course, yeah, you know there was a few of those where I'd say, <laughs> yeah. "Hey, bro, yeah, coach they ain't asking last. you a question. Yeah, don't, don't fucking talk in the in the room. <laughs> wow, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, let us get our work in. Yeah, because there's some guys that are trying to be yeah. hands up, coach. Yeah, you know, like entertainers. Yeah, you, you do that, you're, you're kind of showing off the your yep. the other rookie. Yep, that. Probably doesn't know what's going on, so don't right. fucking call it out to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Make yeah, that yeah. you're doing good because he's yeah. showing that he ain't doing good. Oh wow! So there's a whole dynamic in that. Yes. Thing. So, Man, but yeah, that's fascinating. Anyone take you under your wing during comedy? Oh yeah, there were there were so many so many older guys, and and even now, I mean, I, I've he's not that much older than me, but but Judd Apatow has been yeah. such a great mentor and guide. I remember after my special aired, he called me up. And he said, uh, "You're feeling hungover right now, like like let down, and what else is there?" And he said, uh, "You can get right out there and try to do even better and chase that high all over again, but it's a treadmill that you'll never get off of. The only thing that we really have that's real is is our friends and our colleagues in in this and our families, yeah. and and chasing after fame and and that lifestyle." is a, is a dead end and i remember that was so helpful because i i didn't think there was anybody else who could have said that you're feeling off after something so great happening on hbo and the premiere and all the promotion that you do and the 
the interviews and somebody saying, and you don't feel that good right now when everybody's telling you you should feel so good, that's normal. And don't try to feel good right away. You don't have to outdo yourself. You just have to continue to do whatever you, you do to, to get out of bed and, and work hard every day. But you don't have to, to please the world and, 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 and sort of there's, there's this thing with, with fame. And I have friends who are, who are involved in, in just having to stoke that fire all the time and keeping the public eye in it. And it's relentless. And it's, it's, you have to have a really strong head on your shoulders to be able to maintain your integrity and your personality through, through that. And I, I've heard it compared to looking straight into, I think Tom Hanks said, fame, you don't want to look it right in the eye like, like the sun. It, it can Burn damage you. you. And I remember this, this author that I like, John Updike, said that this, this fame is this mask that changes your face. Yeah. Or burns your face or something like that. And, it, and it's a, yeah, it's a, it's, it's a double-edged sword. It, it affords us these incredible opportunities, yeah. but it can also be poisonous. It can be. Yeah. And I can, I can relate to that from when, you know, when we go out when Super Bowls. Yeah. Like my close group around me. Yeah. Like I, you know, you have your people that are, that see the real you always, because, you know, when you go, when, when you're a person under a microscope, you're, ha you're having to be on always. Yeah. Especially when you lead the house for anyone, you're at the gas station and yes. hey, this, yeah. this, that. But I would get into these, like, like, we would call it the Super Bowl saddies. Oh, wow. Because you go all year. Yeah. And, and you, to, for that one goal, and you would achieve that goal, and, like, you're already thinking about the next year oh. and how much harder it's going to be to attain that goal again because whenever you have success, now you're America's most wanted. Yeah. They're, they're going to play their hardest. There's a lot more studying going into your game there people are watching you more you know they yeah. want to see right if you could do you know so yeah like, there's those expectations and those standards that you know or you're sitting there like man fuck we got to do it again now you know yeah. what I mean? and there are only three or four people on the planet who understand how you're feeling you can't go to just to anybody yeah. and say oh, i won the super bowl last week i'm kind of feeling kind of glum yeah <laughs> it's true yeah you know? wow and then you feel bad because you're not happy because you just when yeah, I, of course. You know I mean? yeah, yeah, there's you guilt. You feel involved. bad because yeah. like, am I just a miserable fuck? No, no, not at all. <laughs> you're 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 a human being. Yeah. Gary, do you think if you played football in like now generation that you would have or sports in general would have kind of stuck with it further? Like with how people in mental health is a little bit more open oh, it's, in sports now? Yeah, it's interesting. It's it's possible. The only thing is that I, I think that in order for me to have succeeded I, I needed to get that confidence that julian was talking about earlier and and that was a big what was interesting was when i stopped playing football and and went to the coach he insisted that i that i stick it out and i was like but i'm like the worst player on the on the team but there's something to depression that is that is telling you you're the worst player on the on the team and 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 so with it, without that aspect the confidence and and Physically, I was I could jump as jump higher, run faster than everyone at the tight end position. But mentally, I f I felt like a like a grasshopper. Yeah. That I was that I was that I was incompetent. I was incapable, and I would get overwhelmed. And I would I would one of the things I don't know if this ever happened to you, but I would get to the line of scrimmage knowing the 
the snap count and then fuck it up because I was so I was so anxious and we'd have to run and and everybody and I was like look at me I'm I'm in incompetent and it, and it just it builds on itself and I and I think so so it's it's possible that there's a that there's a universe where I was able to get my confidence back and feel that way but I don't I think it was more likely that I that I made a, a, a an informed decision. I don't know. I I, I still have I, I still have dreams about it. <laughs> it's funny. At fifty three, I still have dreams about things that happened when I was eighteen or nineteen years old, and they have better results. No, it's it's a different generation. There's it's. I worked with a sports therapist when I was yeah, going. That was like in 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 its infancy when I was when I was playing, and I did have a really good therapist at the college. Who had worked with other athletes? Yeah, and it was it was a literally a lifesaver. I used to work with I think someone in college, and then I, you know, and then I was having some stuff go on off the field that was starting to like mess with my game. Oh wow! You know what I mean? Like, cause you're thinking about this, yeah, of course, that. yeah. And so then that's when I started seeing a therapist in Providence. I go over this. That, like the oldest ward in the country. What's it called? That one over in Providence? Oh, I don't you know, know. But the, the, there's like near an old Federal one. It Hill? was scary every time I went because it was oh, really? always dark. Oh, wow. But I go see my doc over there and, and, and it, helped, it helped me because it just allowed me to, you know, open up. And that, it was very, in a, it was in infancy in the league at that time. Sure. I was the only guy in the team doing it. Wow. And now it's, you know, there's a lot, of, lot more resources yeah. because of the information. Right. You know, so, you know, I, I, I needed someone to help me you know even i come off sometimes as a confident strong like everyone needs someone no of course you know and yeah it doesn't have no, to be I a therapist it, could I be a friend it could yeah. be but it just got to be someone yeah. that can you can bounce and for a long time of. i'm sure your father was part of that, that was my dad yeah yeah that was my dad yeah it was just different practices well you and your dad talked to a, a rabbi weekly now too yeah we, we speak to our rabbi no way. what's your rabbi's name rabbi hamilton Oh wow! What a great, what a great Hollywood yeah. <laughs> Hamilton. William that's a, Hamilton. That's oh, that's amazing. I uh, out of, out I, of Boston. I have a very close friend who's a who's a rabbi, and and man, I can talk to them for hours. Right? They're just they know everything. He knows everything, and and they're also so informed about other religions and philosophies. They are and history, and and it's really they're really special people and resources for great for great wisdom. Great wisdom and, and, you know, great perspective. Yes. To, yes. You know, we, we always, we study the Torah and we'll take little, he'll have his little, you know, his passages and what, wow. what we're going over each week and educate each other, but he'd be able to break it down. You know, That's for, wonderful. And what a great time in life to explore that. Yeah. Because for me, it was from the time I was eight until 13. Yeah. And I couldn't appreciate what I was being given. I mean, I... I I did enjoy a lot of the a lot of the the history lessons and a, a, a lot of the 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 um, rituals and things like that. But also, I wanted to look out the window and and be outside a, yeah. a lot during Hebrew school. But I I, I think it's it's so incredibly valuable to have to have the the lessons in 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 faith at, at this point in our lives. Definitely, when we're grappling with especially as a dad, you're more interested now. Yes, as a kid, yeah, totally. Know, like, 
Totally. You There's so many things. Yeah, you want to play, want be playing. At, at, when I was a kid, it was Atari. Yeah. Atari 2600. <laughs> I saw your bit. You know, you, kids playing sports, you're competing with the best video games. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. Joke. yeah. No. Oh, my gosh. Well, that was the 1985 AFC Championship game. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> we were here to talk about something. I can't remember no. what it was. No. Oh. You know, this just gives us an excuse. We wanted to explore you. Come oh, on, I really our, appreciate that, man. This, know, is, this is. Uh, I, I was so looking forward to this. I didn't. I didn't want to fanboy out or anything like that. But you've you've brought me so much joy over the over the years, and and we're so, such a refreshing personality on on in New England sports. And and I, I've always, every interview I've seen you you give, and and when I was a guest of a friend who was on the Seth Meyers show. And it was right after the one of the biggest moments of your life, and you were just so humble and took a picture with me. And and I remember thinking, this is a really real guy and a nice guy and a humble guy who is very uh, very compelling in terms of your personality and the the way you came off with Seth and everything like that. You're you're uh, very lovable. <laughs> <laughs> no, you. I appreciate that. I, okay, you know, it's it's well. Hopefully, you can take it in. I know it's hard for for men to uh, appreciate compliments from other men, but um, nah. I mean, yeah. I, mean you have, I don't know you that very that much, right. and and here you you could tell you have a very contagious. <laughs> you're warm. Oh, and, and I am. I am. I am a warm. I'm a warm. I'm a warm, sensitive person. So got very kind eyes. We are. I do have very kind eyes. <laughs> Kyler, oh my gosh, you guys are great. Did we miss anything? Yeah, we got a couple stuff for corrections. Um, I'd be remiss if we don't talk about Tony Franklin, the barefoot cooker that was oh, on this yeah. team. Yeah. Uh, also, Julian, you mentioned the Red Sox won a World Series in 2003. It was actually 2004. Four, four. Yeah, uh, four. Barry Sanders won his Heisman in 1988. Um, and then Tony Easton, he four. finished second Heisman voting. He lost to Michigan's Anthony Carter, uh, and he earned the nickname Champagne Tony because he did play for the University of Illinois. Uh, and then also Dancing with the Stars winners, we had Emmett Smith. Donald Driver, Heinz Ward, and Rashad Jennings. Jerry didn't get one. Did Jerry not win? I don't he got think second? Jerry won. He was good though. Wow, he could cut the rug. He could really move. And then one more in the 1976 Patriots. You mentioned went 11 and three and lost 24 to 21 to the Raiders in the divisional round. It was a bad roughing the passer call on the Pats against Kenny Stabler uh, on a third and 18 uh, that was panned as a bad call. <laughs> yeah. It's become known as the Ben Dreth game. <laughs> that was the ref, right? <laughs> oh shit! When? Wait, wait, say that again. What the what, the ref game? That's the. It's called the Ben Dreth game. Who was the ref? Because uh, yeah. the Patriots lost because of a bad roughing the passer. In what year? Nineteen seventy-six. Would he murder him? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> I mean, how do you get a right? roughing the passer? Like I've seen some of those hits. Yeah. Those hits were gnarly. Yeah, nineteen seventies. Sacks, Jack Lambert, no teeth. Oh my Just gosh! Forearming people. He was awesome, man. He went Those to Kent Steelers, State, my school. Oh wow! And so did Thurman Munson, right? I think so. Yeah, and Billy Crystal. Billy Crystal, Drew Carey, Nick Saban. Oh, I didn't know that. Who? Nick Saban. Nick Saban. Lou Holtz. Wow. Lou Holtz. Wow. Michael Keaton. Um, we got the, Batman. The uh, National Guard. <laughs> they, they 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 were there. Yeah. On May fourth, nineteen seventy. They they were definitely there. <sighs> Rough one. It used to be the biggest party day, though. Really? Yeah, it was like a, we used to celebrate it. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I could see that. Shermania, they called it. Oh. Because there was a street, called, a street called Sherman Street. Wow. Shermania on May 4th. Wow. Kent State Golden Flashes. 
So you, you just you just wrote your book, a memoir? Yeah, it's a memoir of kindergarten through 12th grade, and uh, but includes a nice chapter on uh, Hebrew school. Does it? Yeah, I th that I think you would you would find very very funny because my my contention is that Hebrew school, um, and then. Jewish summer camp is this opportunity for Jewish boys to be around Jewish girls without Gentile boys uh, competing for the for no, their boy love. Toys. So that yeah, yeah. So it's like we're, we were the the Jewish boys were able to stand out a little bit and get get um, uh, run the bases a little bit easier. Hey. <laughs> Sometimes you gotta load load the deck. <laughs> I I got one last point too on the the no, one last point. Um, so I had the pleasure of screening. Uh, your special that's streaming now on oh, on Max. Max. When we release it, it'll be streaming. Yeah, yeah, no, no, I get um, it. And, yeah, uh, I can play that game. You talk a lot about the lack of Jewish hockey players uh, in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. And as a, a hockey player myself and a general well-wisher of the Jewish people, I'd be remiss if I didn't call out some amazing young Jews that are playing in the NHL right now. No, I agree. But I, I will say that I was I was talking in 1978 now they're the Hughes brothers. The Hughes are, brothers, uh, yeah, are really special. And Adam yeah. Fox won the. And Adam, Fo yes, and Adam Fox. These guys will probably make the Hall of Fame and make my joke dated. But I was talking in 1978 to my dad, and I was playing hockey, and he said, "Let's let's um, see how many Jewish players there are in the Hockey Hall of Fame, because you know, as a, a Jew, we really cling to the athletes who stand out, the Sandy Koufaxes yeah. and the Hank Greenbergs and the Julian Edelmans." And and the Dolph Chases, and so my dad said, "Okay, there are zero Jewish players in the Hockey Hall of Fame." And he said, "Just for a point of comparison, Gar, more Jews have been the Messiah than have made the Hockey Hall of Fame." <laughs> he said, "You're more likely to walk on water than you are to skate on it, <laughs> holding the Stanley Cup." <laughs> so we know where you got your comedic. <laughs> my dad was talent. My dad. My dad was very. That's he a good was a joke. Good, it was a good joke. My dad was a very good laugher, also, which it, which helped. My dad. I th I think nobody would be more prouder of me than my than my dad. Phil Goldman was a really special guy. He was a very kind, affectionate, generous man who who really believed in his son. So yeah. Well, it sounds like a saying. Sounds like a mensch. He was really a mensch. Yes, the true definition. Of a mensch, yeah, well, yeah. I was really. I love fortunate. dad, dad, son, yeah, talk, yeah. I got a good dad. Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford, and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty. Well, I don't know about you, but like, I never liked being told, "Oh, wow, you look so good for your age." Like, why even bother saying that? Why don't you just say you look great at any age, every age? That's what Meaningful Beauty is all about. We create products that make you feel confident in your skin at the age you are now. Meaningful Beauty. Beautiful skin at every age. Learn more at MeaningfulBeauty.com. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. Games with Names is sponsored by BetterHelp. Balancing pressures of life on and off the field can be a challenge. Man, feels good to get that off my chest. I know firsthand when I keep stress bottled up, it only makes everything worse. And it's not just your physical health that requires hard work. It's your mental health too. That's where therapy comes in handy. 
It's a safe space to open up. Therapy is great for so many reasons. It can teach you coping skills, empower you to be the best version of yourself, and allow you to get things off your chest with a trained professional. If you're thinking of starting therapy, try BetterHelp. It's all online, super flexible, and you can book sessions around your schedule. Fill out a quick questionnaire, and you can get matched up with a licensed therapist in no time. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com GWN today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash G-W-N, BetterHelp dot com slash G-W-N. Now we got a segment. Let's segue this bad boy to the scoring the game presented by WinBet. The name of the game is Squish the Fish. We go through and we grade the stake, star power, gameplay name, and we total up, we get the average, and we see where it ranks within the games that we've done already, Gary. Okay. So the stakes of this game, this is to go to the Super Bowl, 0 to 10 decimals, all right. What do you think we should give this? I think it's an 8.8. 8.8. Yeah. It's a very fair. See, this that's, that's that another thing never... that I felt about you. You're a fair man. Yeah, this is a team that never made the Super Bowl. And had never won in this stadium in 18 years. That's yeah. a, that's a generation, I think, in in some cultures. Yeah, that, that that's a very honest answer, great answer, because we did have potentially uh, maybe our next president come on here and just start screwing up all the scores. Mark Cuban, we had him. Oh wow! You know he's running right now. Is he running? That's we'll what, see. That's what it says. We'll see. I'd watch the spinoff series. Yeah. yeah, and he went on put everything ten. And ruined the whole scoring program. So we have <laughs> yeah. to. So back to Star Power. What was, Star Power. It, what was his game? His uh, Mavs Heat Game Five. Oh, okay. Yeah. That was a great game. Yeah. Dirk. It was okay. Dirty game. Dirk, second half. Star Power in this game, though, Gary. All right. So we had Dan, Dan Marino, Marino, Andre Tippett, Andre Tippett, Don Shula. Don Shula. Don Shula. It's kind of down the middle. We've done Pro Bowls, like, you know, five yeah. Hall of Famers are part of this game. Right, I, I was. I mean, you had Hannah, but he didn't have that star. Pro- I mean, it's probably a, a seventy-two, seven point two, very, 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 very fair scoring here. Yeah. Very. And gameplay, gameplay. I mean, it, the running game was was extraordinary. I think Elite. for the for the Patriots, Marino obviously had a bad game throwing. So I I I mean, I'll I'll give it overall an eight point zero. Eight point zero. And the name, Squish the Fish. Well, I, I mean, in terms of accuracy, it has no accuracy. But what rhymes with with mammal that would, or, or, uh, camel? Semen. <laughs> no, see, it's, a, it's a, a verb. We would need a verb to do to the, to the trample the mammal, but that doesn't Pummel. rhyme. That's not a, that's maybe a trample slant, the mammal, a slant rhyme, but that, that would have never taken off. But Squish the Fish is very memorable. And the image, the of image was Pat the best. Patriot. Destroying the the dolphin, which is, I mean, kind of a hate crime when you think of how lovely the dolphin community is, and and um, but so one of the, the only name, animals that have sex name, for fun, yeah. <laughs> and and I'm gonna I'm gonna give it an eight point seven for the name. Yeah. What is our total? Eight point one seven five. Where does it stand in the games? It fits between the 2011 AFC Divisional Round, the Can't Wait game, uh, Jets-Patriots we did with Rich Eisen, and the 2007 Fiesta Bowl, Statue of Liberty game with Boise State, Oklahoma, and the I can't, Super Bowl 27 Cowboys. Eisen's Bills. a lot of fun. Love Eisen. Yeah. Julian, who is the 
like your closest, longest friend. Like, do you have any friends you were friends with in grade school? Yeah. Yeah. My boy Kurt. Oh man. He lives out here. He went out. He actually he got a, he took a job in Boston. So like my first seven years there, I was away from all you know everyone out here. And yeah. Then he moved out there. Oh, that's. And awesome. now he's back in. Oh, you must have had a blast. Yeah, he that's was. Great. Uh, and we, we we became friends. Uh, my mom was babysitting his older sister. You know, before we were born, we became wow. friends. Like, oh, that's three. so yeah. special. It's great when you have. I, I have a friend, my friend Jason Her, which we've been friends since sixth grade, and um. And we have these like setups to jokes. Forty-five years old, oh. he'll just say a name. Look at somebody who looks like somebody we haven't seen in forty. Language. Would, you guys yeah, have a language together. We have a language. Yes, yeah. that's the exact right Full. way to put it. And it's so. I'm so grateful. I'm in a yeah. text group with like seven, eight of my friends from high school. Oh, really? We, oh, that's it, awesome. It, yeah, it's that's we that's stay great, pretty connected. That's a great feeling. And then also, you know, our generation. I play video games here and there, and that's another way for us to yes. communicate. Oh, that's you know, right. Get on yeah. and yeah, gets at the headsets. Yeah. And, oh, that's really cool. So, you know, I I stay close with those guys. You know, and, that's great to hear. And now all your friends are your. Your kids' friends, right? So, like, oh yeah, 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 yeah. I've heard about that. Yeah, yeah. Just <laughs> hold back until you. No. <laughs> yeah, we miss anything, Gary? Do we miss anything? No, we didn't miss anything. I we think got I got. I got across my admiration for Julian, and you lived up to every expectation I had in terms of your your hang uh, hangout ability. And uh, you're the real deal, man. So don't. So are you, man. I don't change love that. Uh, plug. Born on Third Base is now streaming on Max, and then my book, Misfit. This is this is great. This is a great. This is an excellent podcast. I'm so honored and grateful that you had me on. So, so th you say thank you, Gary. I say thank you, Julian, Kyler, Leah, Leah. Sorry, Leah. How do I forget the princess? Princess Leah. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Gary. Well, that was that was a good episode. I wasn't there for the interview, but man, y'all killed it. You Kyler, know, Kyler met his new best friend. They were, these guys hit it off. A little bit of a fanboy on Gary. I, I feel like my heart got warmer. It's very kind. Nice guy. I feel Funny like guy. I just got shot in the heart with careness. <laughs> I don't know, man. He, he, I, you know, he, he kept on giving me the, the eyes of like, he didn't want to get, I, I've seen his act. I've seen his act. Okay, we all know Gary Goldman. Okay, you know he, he's the self defeat. You know, I saw that, and he he like didn't want to turn it on for me. Oh man, <laughs> he wanted to be strong. He man. wanted to be, but then it made me vulnerable. Low key therapy session for a few minutes. There. I felt like the vulnerability clicked together. I loved it. And as you know, we have the hotline up and running. Four two four two nine one two two nine zero. Hit me on the what is it? What's the Drake? Uh, hotline, hotline bling, hotline bling, and I win it. And then there's also Pretty Ricky, a lesser known one that was on the hotline. Remember that one? Yeah. Pretty Ricky, Ricky, Ricky. And this week, <laughs> Pretty Ricky. This week we are checking our messages for suggestions on what you all think we should name the studio. We're casting a wide net here. You can comment. IG, Twitter, YouTube, everywhere. You can call in, of course. TikTok, anywhere. I'm scouring the comments. So first and foremost, we'll kick this off with some suggestions from the comment section. First, we got the Gladiator Studio from RD6Hawk. RD, 599. Gladiator. 
<laughs> I just that just brought me back to like Dayball walking down the hallway. He always try to get you the D's nuts comment. Dayball was a D's nuts guy. Full D's nuts. Wow. Like Makes Dayball, me like it even more. We're preparing for the AFC Championship. I'm not trying to talk about D's nuts. They Dude, he just gets cooler loose. and cooler. And then Nick, and then Chris Long would get up involved. He was also, a, he'd be like, "Hey, you heard about Jamal?" I'm like, "What are you talking about? Who? Jamal? Who? Can I jam all this cock in your mouth?" <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I can't even go to Wendy's anymore with the boys. I, oh, you like Wendy's? Wendy's nuts yeah, go in your mouth. Yeah. You know, it's, I, we've it, heard, I've heard them all. <laughs> what was another? Whatever. Let's keep going on the, the, oh, the Edelden. Uh, the Edelden from Buck Honcho. That was in the YouTube comments. I like that. Yeah. That's got a good ring to it. Yeah. We got the film room from Cole Miller 3934. I feel like that's been used for yeah, so Yeah, a little many. down the middle, straight line, but we do watch film in here. Yeah. Um, it's film room. The House of Jewels. House of Jewels. Is, is solid. That could solid. almost just be, that could apply to the, the entire. It's Jess Little 7110. Shout out Jess Little. Um. I like that one. The I like that one. The spit pit's kind of good. The spit pit is pretty good from from Clima one point five. Clima, what do we? Clima, Clima. What is? Clima. Explain this. Explain the spit pit to me. Like we're spitting. What's happening here? I think we're we're dipping, baby. Oh, we're dipping and spitting, baby. There we go. Hey, we do not recommend this for any of our users. This is a terrible habit. This is a PD, PSD or. Your uh, self-medicating. PSA, PSA, PSA. This is an after-school oh, special, baby. I you are saying PTSD. <laughs> no, this is, this is a PSA <laughs> Give me letters. on not picking up bad habits. So all you kids out there, this is bubble gum. And then we, Kyler and I, I think all of us here in the room, got to put our brains together. and uh, The brojo? Out, the brojo that's, that's been used when uh, Dola, Dola's uh, yeah, he's a brojo to, guy. He used to call the ping pong room downstairs of his house that I was like that. unfinished. We've already talked about this, I think, on this podcast, yes, but yeah. it was unfinished. And I kid you not, there was probably 300 tins of Copenhagen <laughs> a bubble just gum. thrown out. Bubblegum. 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 <laughs> and we would just, that was the real spit pit. We'd be spitting because it, it was unfinished. It was all cement. It was like we were in Russia. The best memories are made crazy unfinished pong, spitting on the walls, sweat, <laughs> a little freaking Bose fucking speaker. Feet just sticking to the floor. No, we were sliding. It oh, was kind of clay because everywhere? it was cement with like, like the French open. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was a little clay. It was, it was cement, but there was still there was so much dust and dirt that you would slide right on it. You know what I mean? It was fun. Oh my god! Let's get back to the. Let's save the brojo. We'll save the brojo for yeah, unfinished basement. Yeah. We got the game room. They got the game room. A little, little, a little down, the, down middle. the middle, but yeah. Um, this one from our man Asaf, the Judio instead of the studio. The Judio. <laughs> it's kind of tight. A little polarized. Kind of tight. Kind of tight. Uh. The room where Jules dominates in pool still have yet to get a dub off you, brother. Yeah, but uh, I, I've, I'm not the dominant. That's I, a little I need to, If anyone's out there listening, I actually want to hire a pool coach. Okay, I'm Ooh. coachable. Sometimes I'm on, and then sometimes I'm off. I don't know where I'm hitting it on the ball correctly, or if I am. Some, you know, like sometimes I'm dialed. Yeah, but, but it's, it's too angles, inconsistent, bro. and I, I don't know my mistake. From when I hit my mistake, so then I can't make a correction in my head. So pool people out there, yo, hit me up in the DMs. Need a pool coach. 
is the Black Widow is a listener. Come over. <laughs> I said that last night, yeah. did I not? Black, Black Widow. Widow. Dude, tight. she rocks. But also, I think the real reason this is happening because Kurt, Jules' friend, has been stepping his game up significantly. Ooh. He's been running the table. Yeah, I think Jules the table. We, we split last Ooh. night. A little bit compared to boy. All right, you want to hear... Casa de la Rosa. Casa de la Rosa. Casa de la Rosa. All right, let's hear some of these from... 2024 line dropping soon. Interior designs, guys. All right, let's 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 uh, let's let's crack open some of these voice it's notes. Let's, hear, let's hear these voice notes. First off, Jules, thank you for everything you've done in New England. But uh, I see you need a name for your uh, studio, and I think the best option for you is Edelnut's Nuthouse. So uh, if that's an option... They guys go with that. At least give me a shout out on air. But uh, hey, Jules, thank you for everything you've done, man. You have been an absolute icon in New England, uh, a god amongst men, some will say. So thank you, Julian, for everything you put on the field, everything you sacrificed for. You know, some of us just wish you were still out there trying to make our team a little bit better. But yeah, Edel Nuts Nut House, what you need to do. Jack, will you stop having your friends call That me? was not my boy, I swear. Okay. <laughs> that glazing was crazy, Bill. He Hold was up. glazing you up, bro. But the real takeaway, Nuthouse. Nuthouse. Nuthouse is decent. Edelnut's Nuthouse sounds like it could be a good franchisable restaurant, too. It is kind of nutty in here. With it the, is. With the, a lot the of wood cedar. tones. There's a lot of wood tones. I mean, if you were to cut into, like, a middle of a, a nut, <laughs> and, like, you were, you know, like, those old, like cartoons where they go in like the brain and like you see i don't know which one was that there was some i don't know yeah, but regardless this Jones. is what it, it would look like probably in the middle of a nut it would yes yeah that's a good one i like that one we'll consider what's that, that guy's sure. name um, he, he didn't leave one he didn't leave one well shout out to that guy <laughs> that blazer he asked for a shout out i can't give you a shout out you, you know hey yeah this is gustavo for girls i'm a, i'm from texas Gustavo's a father. A great name for the studio would be the outhouse because you're gonna talk the shit, spin the shit, talking about the old shit, the new shit, every shit, all the shit. You know, fuck it. You know, that's how it's supposed to be. Especially when you're tired, you're chilling on it. Your dad or your uncle, brother, son, whatever, always is a good place to go talk the shit. Also known as the outhouse. Yeah. Outhouse, not bad, dude. Gustavo bringing the heat. The outhouse, Gustavo's cool. father. I like this guy. The, that's a that's a internet translate uh, transcription. Don't they're not perfect. Oh, okay. We haven't got to a final form with AI yet. I like thinking that is that it is Gustavo's father though. This guy rocks. The outhouse is. <laughs> then cool. who's Gustavo? The outhouse. I don't know. Fuck yeah. You know outhouse is fun. Uh, Gustav, isn't that the guy Gus- from Beauty and it? the Beast? Gustav. 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 All right, let's hit another one. Gustavo's brother, good, good one, outhouse. Hey, Jules, big fan, man, big, big fan. Appreciate it. Uh, appreciate you a lot. Um, recommendation for um, your new studio? I mean, you are the squirrel, like squirrel man. So I would probably recommend the squirrel cave, like bat cave. Just a thought. Squirrel appreciate cave. It. Later. I like it. Squirrel cave. I like it. Squirrels don't live in caves. Yeah, it's a little, it's a little clunky too. Okay, but hey, Batman had a cave. But bats live in caves. <laughs> what do squirrels live in? Trees. Treehouse. The squirrel treehouse. Squirrel treehouse. The tree. The we do house? look woody. It could we be the treehouse. If you cut the tree a tree, house. like we could be in a big tree in here, like like all this wood grain. Mm. The lights coming through little holes. We might be onto something here. That wood grain dash, man. 
All right, let's do another one. Hey, fellas. Love to see that we're back. Um, name for the studio, I feel like if we're not calling it the Hall of Games, then we're doing ourselves a disservice here. This is Phil from New Hampshire. Love you, Jules. What did he say? Hall you, of Jules. Games. I didn't rec- I didn't hear that. The Hall of Games. The Hall of Games. It's regal. Some would say too regal. I was going to say. It's like a wing in Canton. <laughs> the Hall of Games. Yeah. It's like the boy watch. <laughs> the boy watch. In the Hall of Games. Okay. Well, that's that's what we got. So That's some good stuff. Appreciate the calls. Yeah. Let's kind of whittle it down to three and maybe put a Twitter poll or Insta poll. What are we thinking? Maybe five. 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 Okay. Five. Okay. If it's five, Nuthouse. Nuthouse is up there. Nuthouse. Father. It's got a double meaning. The outhouse. Because we house. are nutty. What did he say? Edelnut Nuthouse? Edelnut's Nuthouse. Those would be good on t-shirts, I feel like. Just go Nuthouse. Okay. Simplify it. I like uh, the Spit Pit. Spit Pit's good. Spit Pit. Sneaky. Sneaky good. Edelden's good. Edelden. Hall of Games. You gotta give one yeah, we'll boring give, straight line. We'll give him Regal. The Judio. The Judio. A soft. Yeah, we gotta give a softs in there too. All right, we'll put. We'll stay tuned for the poll soon. Stay tuned for the poll. Leave comments. The House of shit. Jewels. Mm. Eh. Eh. I like it. I like the suggestion. It just reminds me too much of the Family Jewels. I know. So, You've probably heard that a million times. Um, so many, every little kid used to think they were so funny when I first meet him. And I'd be like, hey, my name's Julian. People call me Jules. And I'd be like, family Jules. Uh. <laughs> like, what the fuck? God. Yeah, dude, family Jules. I'm like, balls. Got him. <laughs> well, what an episode. <laughs> Thanks again to Gary. That was a fun episode. It was awesome to get to know him a little bit. And that's been another episode of Games with Names presented by WinBet. Remember to follow Games with Names on YouTube, Instagram, X, TikTok, and Snapchat. We will see you all next week, guys. Games with Names is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. Are the old world picturesque shores of Europe calling you? Set sail on an adventure with Avalon Waterways. Enjoy an elevated cruising experience. Avalon Waterways offers smaller ships, bigger experiences with fewer people and more of, well, everything good about river cruising. Don't just dream about quaint towns and cobblestone villages. See them for yourself and make lasting memories. Discover limited time offers today at avalonwaterways.com. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. 
Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now.